Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. SLP with the same type of feeling, vibe, energy, uh, and you Jaguar fans, all of Duval can participate today, that's for sure. Uh, you got your Modelo moment, you got your pop-off opportunity. We will keep that phone line open for you where you can just talk some trash, brag, do whatever you need to do uh, as you come out of that game, especially when you get to, uh, we've talked about it before, but exercising demons, slaying dragons, it really doesn't matter. But I will insist on one thing. If you could put your pop-off call on the line, 207-7071, make sure it includes, suck it, Mike Vrabel. Please, please just make sure it includes that. All right, we have got a W and an AFC South banner and where does it go from here? We've got all week long to talk about it, so let's just soak this up for a moment. That was not easy, people. That was not easy. And, Leon, you've been in big games. You know how hard it is. 30 minutes is going one way. The next 30 minutes is going the other way. This one was a slow plotter, man, uh, with a few mistakes and then finally a big play on defense to, to, to get well, that dub. You know what? Believe it or not, Joe, it, it, it kind of went the way I thought it was going to go initially for us offensively. I thought that – Butterflies, a little bit of butterflies. Mm-hmm. A little, they were, we were a little timid in, in, in the first half of the, of the game uh, and a little bit unsure of ourselves. I think our defense, for the most part, was aggressive, over-aggressive at times because they, they took advantage of the fact that we went all out on, on Derrick Henry, just all out. And the Titans did a good job on, on mixing the match with, with Dobbs and everything. So when we get to like to the fourth quarter, I'm saying to myself, okay, all right, it's a close game, but Jacksonville, it's time to go ahead and take this thing over now because uh, we're, getting, we're getting down to like the seven, six-minute mark, and, yeah. and then the strip fumble, take, take it to the house for a touchdown. But I, I, I just – I like the win. I, I like the win. I like the fact that we're going to be going into the playoffs. But now, you know, now that you're in the playoffs, I mean, how far do you want to take this thing? And it, I may be – I might be. I'm not going to be a killjoy today because this is Victory Monday. I'm going to be a killjoy today, but I'm saying that now that you're in the playoffs, how far do you want to go? And, and I just think that there's some variables in the game offensively that we got to get better at. I think this defensively, we might be playing as well as we playing all season, getting after the quarterback, causing turnovers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I was just a little concerned about the offense and how slow and ineffective they were throughout the game. And if you want to go far in this dance, you just you just got to play a little better offensively. I think. Well, I wasn't really concerned about the passing game because mm-hmm. Trevor was just off. Mm-hmm. That's that's an off game. He'll be fine. Uh, and and as far as the run game, you got five trying to trying to block seven or eight. They were loading the box to stop the run. And because Trevor wasn't as sharp as he typically was, that's mm-hmm. why the offense sputtered. He was really sharp in Nashville. They scored forty on him. Yeah. So I, I I think it's that's not the issue. I think the issue more for me is now we finally see. What the back seven's going to do against the quarterback that quarterback that can really fling it, mm-hmm. and Justin Herbert. Now we're going to see if these guys on the front four can get after the quarterback. So that's you know I always say it's about protect and and effect. Protect your quarterback, affect the other quarterback. This is where it's everything right now. In the in the playoffs, it's everything, and not, it, they have to affect Herbert, and they've got to be able to cover. It's going to be very fun watching this thing play out on Saturday. We got time to talk about that, but the game itself, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I was, I'm telling you, I, I was the whole time I'm thinking they're all right. They're all right. Even when it was yeah. two and a half minutes ago, I was like, they're all right. They're going to get the ball back. 
Are you and serious? Then, Are yeah, you I was. I'm, I'm not yeah. kidding, man. Come on, bro. I, bro, I've got this calm over me right now about this team, okay? Okay. You guys are all making fun of me because I'm, I've joined the bandwagon, but I've got this little calm over me right now. There's no calm. Like, like it was third long, and I was thinking. Did you have ascended candles with you while you were watching the game? <laughs> no, I had something else burning, though. Okay. Listen, so, so I'm kidding. So um, so it, it, when it was third and long, and I'm thinking, all right, they'll get the ball back. They'll drive down. They'll score, and they're going to win this thing. This is, and then, of course, the, you know, the scoop and score happens. Um, but it's, it's weird. It's weird with this team, man. I have this. Odd sense of calmness about, all right, they'll be all right. They're going to be all right. I can tell you this, uh, Coach Campo, was he remained calm in a professional press box setting, mm-hmm. but that was the only reason I didn't have that sense of calm either in the press box, Matt, because mm-hmm. I too felt like it's going to work out. Uh, apparently people went back and they found the tweet that I sent, I think at like the six-minute mark, where mm-hmm. I said like it's going to take a defensive touchdown to win this game, which for what it's worth, that defense, we got to give Mike Caldwell his flowers. Oh, my gosh, yes. What we've seen over back the course of this. Back up for assistant coach of the year. Over, over <laughs> the course of this five-game win streak, and I talked to Arden Key about this. You'll hear from him in just a little bit out of the locker room. But what I talked to Arden Key about a couple weeks ago is you are seeing Mike Caldwell, and I know some people may take this the wrong way, actually making adjustments at halftime. Mm-hmm. And it took a little bit because I'm sure he was making adjustments. I'm not I'm, <clears throat> I'm not saying that he wasn't to start right. the season, but he is actually looking and noticing not just what the other team is doing, noticing what his team is doing well and then playing to their strengths. And so I, I think that it was, uh, it was definitely a nail-biter, but I agree with that sense of calm. Um, but Coach Campo was definitely angsting next to me, mm-hmm. uh, quietly, of course, because yeah. it, it is a professional, um, you know, working environment in the press box. Um, but that was the only reason. I agree, Matt. That was the only reason that well, I was. What were even, the words he gave right. you, by the way? The, the the words that I said. Wait, he said what? With where he said he was gonna have. He might have a. Oh heart yeah, about. he started yeah. talking about his AFib and then also <laughs> about the pacemaker, and I'm like. Dave, I love you, buddy, but like, don't do this to me. Like, I'm already <laughs> gonna make I'm, your heart. I'm hurt. already nervous watching <laughs> yeah. this game, and now I'm like, I, I can't. Well, the thing is, is that the best thing that came out of it is is holding him to field goals. Okay, and, and you and you could the game plan is pretty dang obvious. This team stopped the diesel. Okay, and they made sure that they corralled Derrick Henry, and for the most part. Every single time it looked like he had some get off and then it right. was going to follow with another big play. They were able to get to him. And there were many, many guys that it, uh, was a part of that, including Corey Peterson and guys that you may not have expected or even knew who they played were. really well, by the way, Peterson. Yeah, yeah well. he did. And, and so there was definitely the, the game plan was to stop 22. They did that for the most part. Now they let Josh Dobbs uh, complete a hell of a lot more passes and maybe have more time to make plays than, than I think most fans in the stands or most fans watching on television ever could have imagined and you're like how in the h is this guy still upright and they finally did get to him obviously with Rayshon Jenkins making the play so I don't think too many people would have looked at that game Saturday night and expected the defense to do the job as opposed to the offense doing the job that honestly was the biggest of surprises did I think they were going to win? Yeah, but that was the biggest of surprise. Didn't come from the offensive side; it came from the defensive side. Right. I mean, it was because they were in a rock fight. Yeah. All the credit. Oh, yeah. All the credit. And, we, and it's what we all said going into it. He is. He is. Uh, if Mike Brable's going to be a part of this, he is going to muck it up as best he can. All the credit in the world to him. And mm-hmm. for what it's worth, though, when we look back in hindsight, and I had a bunch of buddies who you know have no affiliation with the Jags, you know, only follow them because mm-hmm. I cover the team. Mm-hmm. And my childhood best friend called me, and he goes, "Derek Henry, thirty carries, one hundred yards." Yeah. He goes, "That's the difference right there." He goes, "I know." You you see 100 yards, and yeah. yes, they called the one that he broke free. They called yeah. that one back. He goes, that's the difference in the ball game because they bent and didn't break with him, and everyone and their mother knew he was getting the ball. And to yeah. Josh Dobbs' credit, 
Josh Dobbs oh, he did what he had to do, and he threw solid. some he threw some dimes. 20 yeah. of 29, 179 yards for a guy that was on the Detroit Lions practice squad three weeks ago. Yeah. Not bad, and maybe that's, you know, maybe you do have some questions there as far as now with an elite quarterback yeah. as Herbert coming in. But in the interim, let's be real, this, this Titans team was always going to make it a rock fight, and the fact that the Jags didn't waver and withstood the rock fight says, as Roy Robertson-Harris told me in the locker room, mm-hmm. This is not the same old Jags. No, no. And you it's, come it's, to Jacksonville, it's not an easy dub. They're going to play physical. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing when you have the, the energy in that building. And we'd love to hear from you. You get the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, 641-1010. Uh, if you were in the stadium, your section will try and shout you out just as far as the energy that you had in your area because, you know, the believability, all the stuff that you needed to have uh, come together from a fan base point of view, my gosh, man, everyone was in their seat. Everyone stayed in their seat. They were loud. It w- it just came across in every way, shape, or form. So hit it on the text line if you want, and then obviously the pop-off number with your Modelo moment, 207-7071. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can I make you feel even better, Duval? Mm-hmm. It's Black Monday. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of you forgot about that because, you know, we don't have to think yeah. about People a coach aren't getting being fired, fired around GM here being year. fired. Isn't that nice? Um, in case you missed it, about half hour or so ago, it was announced that Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals had parted ways. Uh, mm-hmm. Allegedly, it's a mutual uh, parting of the ways between their head coach and the Arizona Cardinals. And now, just one minute ago, GM Steve Keim, who had stepped away for health reasons mm-hmm. on a temporary basis, has also permanently stepped away. Yeah, And look, he had been there for a long time. Uh, and reasons. Yeah. Well, well, it's, it's probably, you know what that might mean? Just getting old. Okay. Or it and, might mean, uh, or it might mean something else. He actually yeah. got caught doing worse. something very right. inappropriate right. in Mexico. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which was wildly well, which inappropriate. You guys did say on the social media side of things, uh, folks were aware, uh, folks were aware. And the only reason I say getting old, just meaning that he had been in that position for a long time. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's the one who obviously well, could have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just like anything else. If you have a discretion, that, that you need to answer to, right, and you're not doing a good job, that will be the reason you'll get thrown out. Yes. If you have a discretion and you are doing a good job. We can work through that. Exactly. Exactly. We have a plan. Let's just keep this in the house. You know, all that. But honestly, the Cliff Kingsbury, <clears throat> think about this. And we'll go through all this all week long. But the beautiful thing about what happened is you had a team here locally that went from worst to first, okay? You know how hard it is. It doesn't happen all the time. Jacksonville is right now the poster team, the poster child of coming back from worst to first, first turnaround uh, and winning the AFC South, all right? But if you think about the other teams, Arizona was in the postseason last year. Cliff Kingsbury was looking like, this guy that came up with a sub-500 record in college was figuring it out, and Kyler Murray was figuring it out. And Two we years in happened. a row, by the way, mm-hmm. that they were in the postseason. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Did they make the postseason the year before as I well? I don't think so. Okay. I think he had the shoulder injury the year before, and so they and came they, back. They, yeah, they fell apart. Yeah, yeah, and they came back, and then obviously we all know that they ended up losing down the stretch, but they still made it to the postseason. And, you know, you can take a look at some of the things that have, that have happened from last year to this year, which we'll remind you of, but – it ain't easy staying on top, Leon. It ain't easy staying on top. And that team, at the very least, felt like they had turned a corner. They went and paid Kyler a hundred, what, hundred and thirty some million guaranteed, a ton of cash, uh, paid off in gold bars. Well, and it ain't the same in the desert anymore. Well, here's the thing: when it comes to ownership, it, it, 
it amounts to who's getting paid the most. I mean, who, who can you effectively get rid of without it uh, bouncing your check, all mm-hmm. right? And right now, Kyler Murray, after they're giving them that, what, $180 million contract, the coach became expendable. And then, you know, before he got that contract, there was issues with Kyler Murray and his leadership and all that kind of stuff. That kind of narrative, where is that coming from? That got to be coming not Ownership might be coming within the coaching staff, the, the position coaches and all that kind of stuff. He still got paid. He got hurt. And moving forward, I wouldn't be surprised if they asked Kyler Murray, hey, listen, can you can you go forward with this guy? And Kyler, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, behind the, behind uh, closed doors and right. the corridors of a of 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 a, of a facility, mm-hmm. I mean, questions like that are being asked. And I'm pretty Kyler Murray. Who's who's to say that Kyler Murray to say, hey, listen, let's let's move Can on. Can you from this remember guy. the sideline uh, blowups that he had? Yes, Nuke, I remember. DeAndre Hopkins yeah. and and you know either directed at Cliff Kingsbury or him having to answer to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it it went bad in a hurry. <clears throat> now. As we just said, Black Money, we're going to keep an eye on all these teams because there are openings everywhere. And I'll repeat what one of the talking heads said, the NFL insiders said two, three weeks ago, in the minds of of them, and let's just say I think it was Albert Breer, I can't quite remember, but this will be the most aggressive offseason for owners to get in line fast and pay a lot of money to get the guy that they want. Now, that would, at the top well, of the line would probably be Sean Payton. Well, now, to answer your question about how hard it is to stay at the top, the teams that are normally at the top, uh, doesn't matter, uh, normally at the top are the teams that have structure from mm-hmm. top to bottom. Yeah. All right, it's no surprise that Kansas City is always at the freaking top mm-hmm. because from ownership to GM to the head coach to your quarterback, yeah. there's structure. Exactly. All right, those guys ain't going nowhere. Patrick Mahomes, so I, you, you expect teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, as long as Patrick Mahomes stay healthy within the next 10, 12, 15 years, mm-hmm. they're going to be one of the top teams to be always. Yeah, and that's what they do is they, they repeat success. And there are a few that once they have the plan that you're trying to figure it out on the outside looking in, like what are they doing that we're not doing? Well, they just have the plan. And, heck, Mike Tomlin, another I just, season. I was just thinking of the Steelers, yeah. yeah. Another season of non-losing, non-sub-500. They beat Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns. They were losing that game early. They were able to come back. And uh, I, I, if you go back and you think about the overall division, uh, that team featured Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, okay, a rookie that didn't start right away. And Mitch Trubisky, who was a cast-off and then soon to be a cast-off again because he had to give way to, to pick it. And Mike Tomlin was able to scratch out nine wins with that. Honestly. He is just I, – I don't disagree. I think he's a terrific coach. But they've that franchise has kind of plateaued. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, they have kind of plateaued, yeah. yeah. And, and, Even and, the last couple of years have been. They've, well, the, the, the two teams that I would argue, not, not like they did less with more, but the two teams that will – Constantly in their you know franchises history, will look back and say, "Why didn't we get more?" Was Pittsburgh in that mid two thousand ten run where they had everybody? They had Lev Bell, Antonio Brown, been at his best. You can go on and on with all the guys that they had defensively too, and they were only able to win one under Tomlin. Only I mean, one. I mean, and then the were- Chargers too. Chargers not winning a Super Bowl in the time that they had LT yeah. and Phillip and all that. It. it those are the franchises that did well, less. They, they were 12 and 4 in 2020, the COVID year, which I think we can all agree was a mirage. That 12 mm-hmm. and 4. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. That, well, yeah. terrible. They were not that good, okay? Right. They certainly were 12 and 4. But look at the records other than that. This year, 9 7 and 1, 19 8 and 8, 18 mm-hmm. 9 6 and 1. You know, and they, had, they had a really good run there prior to that. But I think in the last three, four years, they've kind of plateaued a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, the, the beautiful thing about it is consistency. The other beautiful or the other bad thing about it is you consistently get there, but you don't go further. Well, you've and, also set the expectation, which is yeah, what he's done. Yeah, which is what they have. I mean, that's yeah. the standard's the standard up there, that's for sure. As we talk about Black Monday, uh, we also can't ignore the other coach that has been fired, uh, that being one Lovey Smith in Houston, which I personally found hilarious only because Lovey was asked immediately after the game, and I think this is the natural thing to say, mm-hmm. is, no, I absolutely expect to be back. And he said it very seriously, and he said, no, absolutely. And, of course, this is on the heels of the Texans defeating the Colts in improbable fashion. Davis Mills looking like Peyton Manning at the house that Peyton built. And now the Chicago Bears have the first number one overall pick for the first time since 1947. I wonder if McNair just looked at them and said, you're fired. And he said, why? We won the game? He goes, because I told you to lose the game. I mean, that may be what it is. But it's an embarrassment down there because think of what they have done. They have orchestrated failure and then went right back the next year and orchestrated failure. Now, does that sound familiar? You know he was told prior to the game that he's not coming back. Yeah. Or it's probably not going to happen. I, well, and I, he I, said, all right, all right, I'll give you a little going-away yeah. present. Oh, I think he might have known. I don't think he was told. I think he might have yeah. known, but I don't think he was told. So he gave him a little going-away present. Yeah, but anyway, they they definitely – they balled. They played – go back and look at the last hand, half dozen games. They balled. They made it tough for everybody that they, that, that they played. Uh, Sands for this one. Okay, Jacksonville was the one who, who beat up on them. Nobody else did. Uh, five of the last six games, but they are a disaster. And this is what this team was just two short years ago. Number one pick next season, another fired coach, number one pick. And now look at where this, te- where this team is. And so it can happen in a hurry. I hope it doesn't happen anywhere else other than here because the AFC South takeover has officially happened. It has officially happened. It's here in Duval. Can I read this tweet from our good friend John Shipley? Because I feel like mm-hmm. it is uh, it hits the Anything nail on the Shipley head. Is good. The Jaguars are gearing up for a playoff game today. Meanwhile, in the AFC South, a character from Trailer Park Boys is running the Colts into the ground. <laughs> the Titans have no GM, no youth, and aging running back and quarterback. The Texans are marred in irrelevancy. Good time for the Jags. Yeah, it is. It is, and you have now the opportunity to take over well, this division and keep it for a while. I mean, this is the prime opportunity for you to assert your dominance moving forward for the next half a decade or, or a decade or so. I mean, you've got to – yes, of course, you've got to be happy about winning the playoffs and, and, and surpassing the, 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 te- the Texans and the Titans for the division. But now, this offseason – I know we talk, I don't want to talk offseason. We've got playoffs going on. But you've got to, you've got to assert yourself in this division to just – it's got to be a hostile takeover as far mm-hmm. as what the quarter you got. You got the quarterback, you got the running back, offensive line, defensive line, whatever. I, you know, I, I look long term. I know right now we're happy about mm-hmm. going to the oh, playoffs, yeah. Yeah. but you can dominate this conference for the next decade if you do the right thing. Yeah, that's, that's it. And the what you talked about before the hierarchy, ownership, the unification, ownership, that's GM, true. coach, and quarterback. Mm-hmm. Give Balky credit, okay? Give him credit. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins has made more plays down the stretch this year than I don't think too many people would have imagined. I mean, this after, year in general, really. Yeah, he's after had a, last He's year. had an all-pro year. Josh really Allen came on at the end of this year. He did not have a particularly good September, October, November. He came on when they needed it. And we can go on and on with He earned a contract. Guys. He literally earned a contract over the last month yeah, of the season. Yeah. And they had already picked it up, and now it's a bargain. <laughs> now it's a bargain. So give them – and by the way, I felt good for Shad because Shad has spent and and just sent check after check after check to the GM's desk with a stamp of approval. Go do it. I want to win. That's basically been his approach and attitude. 
and I was happy for him. And by the way, it was Shad's second division title in his 11 years as ownership, contrary yeah. to um, what a certain columnist may have asked yeah. after the game. He looked Saturday. a little tired, by the way. No, I thought he looked. TV. I thought he looked energized when we talked to him after the game. Shad, well, yeah, they, well, they, they caught him oh, sleeping no. on television. Oh, during, oh no, I meant post game. He, yeah. he he caught a second wind. I think he was somebody on the text line uh, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures actually just texted in. And brought that up, JJ. Yeah. And my mom texted me first thing yesterday morning and said, I'm very upset with NBC Sports right now. They wrote this scathing column about Shad sleeping during the game. And both she and the texter believe he was praying and he was meditating on it. But I can tell you in talking to him post-game, which you can find that interview on 1010XL's YouTube channel, um, he definitely was a bit more pep in his step. And I enjoyed his— And the owner's suite was lively. I can't right. imagine him— I enjoyed uh, his post-game presser, too, or his post-game speech when he said and, uh, he, he didn't have a speech. He was speechless. Yeah, and, and, but your video where uh, Tony Khan got picked oh, yeah. up was just classic. Well, okay, so I gotta field. give you I gotta give you the inside and baseball he was of that as, too. As fired up as he can be. Because I'm on the field, right? And I'm looking for Dewey. Because mm-hmm. at this point of the season, he's become the poster boy. We know who the characters are that are gonna go running into the crowd, yelling and screaming. Mm-hmm. And as I turn to look for Dewey, I just see the two of them frolicking, Zay Jones and Tony Khan, which you can find again on the 1010XL so channels. Yeah. And uh and I was like, camera, camera. Mm-hmm filmed it um and then the best part was is a good buddy of mine of course john alba of various wrestling outlets professional you know the wwe aew coverage uh i texted him and i was like this is the best thing i've filmed all year and he goes you do realize wrestling twitter has picked this up and run with it and i was like well hopefully they picked up their phone because i'm not sure if tony did that yeah because tony khan uh was elated and we're gonna try and get him on this week just because you know the energy is real it's it's real all right, 207-7071. Uh, you can have your Modella moment. Hit the pop-off line. Stay fired up. Keep that energy going. You're going from last Saturday night to this Saturday night, uh, and you're going to have to be fueled up when you get there. Uh, but this is a good, good week to be in Duval. Brought to you by Wingstop. Thank you, Paul Wayne, wherever you are. He's the, our Jimi Hendrix. For the greatest yeah, it was a Hendrix, national it was, anthem, the most Duval cool, national cool. anthem He's in ours. franchise history. Not the mullet. The mullet yeah. and the uh, American flag on the guitar. What's wrong with the, you don't like the, the ball in the front, party in the back? You don't like that? No. I, well, yeah, of course. I, I yeah. liked it. I, I'm just thinking to myself when I saw it, I was like, he's got to be related to J.J. So, he's yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's got to be. He's all yeah, Duval. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. You got a guy out there with a 
an American flag on his guitar. He's bald in the back, bald in the sunglasses front, party in the back. Night. Mm-hmm. Sunglasses at night. He's doing hammer-ons with a wah-wah pedal. Yeah. That's he Jackson said, uh, Bill, his quote, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His quote was, apparently, I'm viral <laughs> and I'm trending or whatever it's called. That is just beautiful. All right, Paul, uh, by the way, Matt's suggestion as soon as it was played was that this needs to be part of our Big 100%, Hair Heavy yes. Metal Friday. So he may open up our Big Hair Heavy Metal going forward. But let's um, Wait, let's get him in hey, studio Paul. Friday to open yeah. it up. How hey, about Paul. that? To play it live. I, I'm just going gonna, gonna, to uh, put out a request right now. Uh, this is Paul of Duval, okay? Paul of Duval. We need to hear from you, bro. Please we call need. in. Please text in. Yeah. 641-1010. We need, to, we need to make contact with Paul. And if you are one of Paul's drinking buddies, or maybe I should say one of his smoking buddies, let us know, and let's find Paul somehow, I mean, some way. It's a Saturday kick. <clears throat> Friday will be Heavy Metal Friday. It'll be the day before the game. We got to get him in here with his practice amp and to kick off the show. Do we not? Well, are they going to well, let him play again? The Who cares if they again? don't? He can play they here. Should. The Someone. only the only question I have is, would that conflict with our tattoo appointment? Yeah, yeah. Is well, that a Friday? The tattoo appointment? I don't know That's when it is. Y'all, y'all, y'all ask. Y'all yet. tell me. Hell, yeah. <laughs> y'all orchestrating this <laughs> damn thing. I think Joe C. Is You're the one who made the, the statement. On it. Huh? You're the one who made the statement. I know. I made bro. the statement. I'm gonna live up to my statement, but I, I'm not. I'm gonna let y'all orchestrate. Everything is happening so fast. It is. It is very fast. So fast. And, and trying to make uh, arrangements and get cooperative efforts and all this stuff. There's a lot going on. Uh, and so we're going to hopefully make it happen. But he's ha- – Leon's here. But if we can find uh, our man Paul, uh, Paul of Duval, as he will be knighted on XL Primetime. Uh, and I'm sure there's someone that's having a meeting right now down at the bank looking around going, like what Matt just said, we got to get him again, don't we? <laughs> well, are we allowed to reveal – America the Beautiful, we can play this Are game. we allowed to reveal uh, – about the hype video, yeah. Leon. Are, are we legally mm-hmm. allowed to say about are are we going to be uh, superstitious since Leon did the hype video for the Jaguars this week? Mm. Maybe, maybe, possibly, maybe, maybe, possibly. Maybe you weren't happy with your hype video, were you? <clears throat> I, I was. I was very happy with the narrative of right. the hype video. You got to remember when they had me in the studio. They had me uh, at this place called the, the Glass Factory, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yep. It's called the Glass Factory. It's like. Uh, Empty whatever spot, right? So they have a seat there and have the TV. They say, Leon, I have a seat. They had the camera open and everything like that. They play the AFC Championship game against the Titans right there. They knew exactly what they, they were doing. They knew how to get you okay. going, huh? They knew how to get me going, right? So I'm sitting in the chair. That's why you see my hands behind my head because I'm sitting there watching the freaking game and I'm getting pissed off, all right? So now I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. Now they're reading the script to me. So I'm reading the script with some aggression. All right. <laughs> right. I'm reading the script with some aggression. So I'm so I'm, I'm I want to kick their ass. Exactly, JJ. That's exactly how I was doing it. So I mean, so the hype video was the everything cool. The only problem I have with the hype video is this, which means I have to have to get back on my regiment because right. I look like the freaking Stay Puft Marshmallow on TV. <laughs> All right, people say camera never adds a little weight. Yeah, but how, how many cameras are on me? Twenty. <laughs> like, like twenty. And, and listen, and, I'm, and what's bad is I'm down ten pounds, and I'm looking at the camera. I'm looking at the TV. I'm looking at the, the jumbo thing. I was are like, you saying the jumbotron made you the kind hell of look like is uh, that fat bastard? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jumbotron kind of made you yeah. look a little jumbo. Yes. <laughs> Get in my bed. Exactly. I will say this. Yeah, it was badass. It was awesome. Well, well yeah, it, like I, it was fantastic. Well, they wrote they wrote the script, so I had to put my little you know 
little little spin and yeah. a little flavor on it. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed they it. They made you change clothes. They did. I, they didn't. They did not like the Snoop. What were you the Snoop shirt. They didn't like the Snoop shirt. Snoop Dogg. I had the Snoop What's Dogg shirt. What's wrong with that? There was there was no leaves on the shirt. Or anything. I made particular. <laughs> had to be rocking some. Next bad. time, going with Biggie. See what well, they, they think about no, that. No, well, well, they told me that uh, to come as I was, and I, that's how I was. But they said that you're not, what you was. Man, Mark, they enough. said marketing would not probably would not be as. As fun with Snoop Dogg on yeah. this shirt. So I changed it to the Jaguar. Yeah, they had to have a Jaguar. But color. either way, it was good. It was yeah. good either way. She said, give me a 72 jersey. I'll put that I, on. I like I'm not, that. I'm not fitting in there. Are you serious? They'll get you one. Yeah, right. Yeah, Taylor fit. Then you just see all kind of junk. Just <laughs> no, they ain't, they ain't doing Taylor. Right, hey, right now they're listening. They said, we got to get big sources 72. Uh, you, when you go over this time, it's going to be. You guys have five days. Get it done. Yeah, right. okay. there you go. I'm curious. You know, we, we're getting so many great stories from the game and from Saturday on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, and we'll read a bunch of them because mm-hmm. I almost was tearing up reading some of these just now during the break. It's just. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's freaking awesome. But I am curious, text line and nooners everywhere, superstitious superstition will you be doing the same exact thing that you did this past saturday when the jaguars run it back this saturday that's why we need paul from duval to call in paul we need to make sure that you are doing the national anthem again have Um, you showered yet are you waiting to shower a week until after the game Um, dude don't do it (laughs) where do we think paul watched the game from yeah did Paul, did a Paul, suite somewhere. The Bud Light Zone, of did, course. Yeah. Come did on. Did Paul watch the game? He's like, take me amongst the people, man. <laughs> exactly. Well, well apparently that the guy, Bud Light listen, Zone. That guy is not in the suite anyway, trust yeah, me. He's he at the yeah. Bud Light that's Zone. That's true. He's like, hey, yeah, that the Bud Light Zone apparently was a little bit more than Bud Light, was it not? That's it a, that's the uh, rumors on the text line. Well, I, all I'm going to say is it was a lot of Bud Light. Okay, Instead of light Bud Light, it was a lot of Bud Light. Uh, but it, they, they just had... Everywhere you went, there was energy in that building. Right. And that's what mm-hmm. I love more than anything else is that yeah. it just – and I told you guys this earlier. I did the trifecta of, you know, Joe C. responsibilities, okay? So Big Vic's daughter gets married Saturday. Little did she know she was planning a wedding that would, you know, include playoff implications, <laughs> all right? And so Big Vic – is is marrying off his daughter, and we're there at the celebration. One o'clock. I also have PGA Tour Entertainment, international uh, voice of the of the international television. I got duties, and then I I got the reception. You know, I got to be part of that. Right. And then I needed to make sure that I was here in the bank to experience all this. Well, I come in, leave the reception, perfect time to be able to get to the game. First quarter, I'm here. I came in like it was a police escort. And I was blown away at how many people who were normally outside still trying to shotgun beers before they go in <laughs> were in their seats. There was hardly nobody outside of the stadium mm, wow. at kickoff because they all got in and got in their seats and got loud. Well, you coming in hot because we know how you come in hot, Joe. <laughs> I came in you hot. You came in hot? Okay. Yeah, right. I came Matt, in... we know when he comes in hot. Yeah. I mean, he's rolling. You, you, know the, uh, you know the All-State dude, the 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 – what is it? Mayhem? Mm, yeah, that's kind of what that's I look you? like. All right, yeah, sliding in sideways. But it was just such an awesome environment. And everywhere you went, you just couldn't help but feel the injury. One thing I am troubled by, and I need to go ahead and put this out right now. The Mangler, as I understand it, mm-hmm. has a dry January. What? Yeah. That's, uh, and oh, he's he, he's referenced that to you. Yeah, yeah. Because right, he told me about it. A dry and, I'm going to tell you why he told January. me. I'm going to tell you when he told me about it. Because we were, we're two aging fed, uh Two aging offensive linemen, right? Yeah. We're sitting down there at a place actually having the beer, and we're looking at each other. And say, Spangler says to me, you know what? 
I'm fat. <laughs> and I say, you know what, bro? I am too. He said, you know, I'm going, this is going to be my last beer going into 2023. He did. He drank wow. his last, he drank his last beer going into 2023. He said, I'm going to get myself in some shape. He so said, he's what, done bro? drinking and he's general, done. Though. He is, he's done drinking for wow. at least the month of January. Go to vodka, bro. Just for the it, month. It, well, the thing is, is that, uh, let me just make this announcement very formal on XLP. Januarys are different around here now, okay? They are different. So we'll if have you're going to hold gonna off go, that resolution. Yeah, now. if you're going to, you know, like <laughs> swear off uh, the sweet stuff or anything, uh, you know, make it any vice. Yeah, make it June, okay? <laughs> do not do it in January, okay? Because they missed you. They missed you. Uh, that's for sure. All right. So, uh, so many fans were there. Now, by the way, a music professor did text in uh, after we played uh, Paul of Duval. Uh, I'm a music professor, uh, he says on the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosure. Just wanted to say, guitar guy shredded last Saturday. So that's coming straight from the guy who's teaching it, uh, and I absolutely love ESPN that. disrespected our boy Paul Yeah. because I looked everywhere for Paul Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E. That's not even how you spell his last name, ESPN. It's W-A-N-E. Yeah. How dare you? So Come I'm on. still looking for him right now on uh, – I got his website up, paulwaynemusic.com, so yeah. I'll be in touch. Yeah, he, he needs to – he's the Ted Lasso of Jacksonville, okay? He needs to just inspire us and, and keep He does going. have an inspirational quote on his website. The pieces were well chosen and the performances are inspired. Mm-hmm. Though they're still young, this is one band that clearly has a bright future. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate uh, some of the superstitions, <laughs> the, the thoughts of how you will prepare for this Saturday's game as the Jaguars run it back and play in prime time once more. Against the Chargers coming up at 8-15. This one courtesy of our boy James. He says he is absolutely superstitious. He has a Trevor Lawrence Teal 16 jersey. He wore it in London against Denver. Mm-hmm. He asked his son if he should wear it Saturday. He said no way. He wore it anyway. In the middle of the third, he took it off. And we know what happened from there. My question is, <laughs> thank Jam- you for your service. J- James, thank you for your service. Um, hopefully you had some layers underneath uh, yeah. because it did get a little chilly out there on Saturday. And it's supposed to be temps in the 30s and 40s this, this Saturday. Saturday. I can tell you this. Uh, having some friends that are on the NBC broadcast crew, uh, they-, they were all calling me and complaining last night. They mm-hmm. were like, a high of 50? Yeah. What is this? I can't go in the pool this way. Yeah, we came here for warmth, okay? We didn't come here for the cold. This is not Lambo. You Lambeau. can still golf. It's okay. Yeah, this is not Buffalo. Uh, it, it, it's none of that. All right, now, we're going to go around the rest of the National Football League coming up, but let's fire up uh, Arden Key uh, from the locker room, and we'll try and get two or three of these on, Mia, from the trip into the locker room because, you know, Doug Peterson's speech afterwards was, you know, the game was basically the way the season went, and they were able to weather the storm, make a big play, and make it happen. And I know all those guys are feeding off of I'm that. actually going to call an audible mm-hmm. uh, only because I do want J.J. to double-check Arden Keys because I believe there may does, have been – Does he Does he drop a bomb? I believe there may have been some language in that one. Not uh-huh. him. I believe someone else in the background as right. I'm thinking about it. If you wouldn't mind, J.J., let's actually go to Marvin Jones because uh-huh. I, I said to you guys when we sat I down to do the show – You know how I feel about Marvin, him. Marvin, Marvin, as I'm going around the locker room, I'm trying to talk to a combination of guys that just got here this year – guys that maybe were here last year. I'm trying to get the vibe of, like, can you believe this is happening? And Marv was easily the most honest of anybody in the Jaguars locker room post game. Last year, if I told you at this time 
And we'd be standing here having this conversation, Marv, when you guys didn't even have a coach. Yeah. Would you believe me? No, I, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't. Thank have. you for your honesty. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have. Well, I mean, depending depending on who on, you know who we got. But before we before we hired a coach, I was like, man, what did I do? <laughs> no, but I mean, this was the reason initially why I came here, just because um, you know it's just a just a new ambiance, uh, you know, and some new hype. Around around this, <laughs> uh, new new hype around the you know the city, um, you know bringing bringing in Trev, bringing in you know these uh, these people, and being in being the reason uh, to to build a team up and be a part of, of something special, you know. And um, shoot, it's, ha it's happening now. Uh, you know, it's just hats off to everybody. Um, you know, hats hats off to the organization. You know, for bringing in Doug and you know Doug bringing in the coaching staff that we have. Um, plus the players that um, we now have, um, you know, it's all come full circle because I was going through it last year for real. But um, yeah, we're, we're the only thing is, you know, we're united, um, and we've been united from day one. Um, you know, we're adults, and everybody treats everybody the same, and everybody has the same expectation. And and as as you know, we all say, see things through the same lens, and we all speak the same. So that's what that's what you have to be to to be a winning organization and a winning team, and to change the culture. And I think that's that's what we're doing now. Um, still a lot of work to do. There's still a lot there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, but hey, this this is a great start, and and now let's roll. You always joke about how you're the old man, so maybe it resonates a little bit more for you. How difficult is it to make the NFL playoffs? Uh, it's very difficult <laughs> because, I mean, I, I, I made five straight playoffs, so I, I thought it was easy. Um, and then after that, I didn't go back. So I haven't wore one of these T-shirts and hats since 2015. Um, and, I mean, shoot, obviously, there, I don't think there was anybody playing here uh, that was in the league at that point. Um, but, yeah, it's hard. It's the NFL. Um, and these teams are good. This team, this team played us good. Um, um, and it's hard. So you're a good team if you make the playoffs, for sure. Um, and we just, have, we just have to keep doing what, we, what we're doing. Um, and make a run. We've we've been we've been on a run um, as of late, and that's that's how that's that's what you need to do to make a run in the playoffs. So it's zero zero now. We up. Let's do it. <laughs> Where were you on Josh's touchdown? I was staring in to space. I like I had, I had a I was like in my chi. Like I had a, a feeling of nothing. Like what just happened? And we needed that <laughs> because we weren't you know honestly that we weren't playing up to our standards on offense, but. Um, that's the that's that was you know basically the story this whole year. You have ups and downs, and um, you know your, your other your brothers pick you up. So they picked us up um, this game, um, and it was it was a beautiful thing. So a certain columnist has been saying that maybe this is a team of destiny. Logan just told me the Jags find a way to jag, but in a good way this year. Oh yeah, for does, sure. does it feel like this was just another like how the heck does this happen? No, I, you know I, I really don't feel like that just because. We've been in so many tight games and so many close games. Um, we've been through, we've been through everything. We've been through every emotion as a team. We've been through every t type of game, you know, as a team. And we were basically in, with the exception of two games, we we're in it to the end. We're either winning in the fourth quarter. We're doing, you know, so we're we're built for this for sure. <laughs> we're built for these moments, and I think we're built for the playoffs because you know these are these are all going to be close games, and those those, those teams are strong. Um, but we're peaking at the right moment. Um, so if you want to say destiny, then then let then let it be. There Good it stuff. is. There it is. What what did he say, Matt? Peaking at the right time. I thought that was Zay. I, I love the fact it was Zay, yeah, but originally. now we got Marv yeah. saying it. I love when he said, 
you know, last year I came and I was like, wait, what did I just do? <laughs> that's, that's, why true. I wa- that's why I wanted Everybody to lead. Everybody gets a subtle yeah. shot at Herb whenever they can. That's man. why I wanted to lead the uh, the 12 o'clock hour of XL Primetime with Marv because, you know, he he's he's a real one. He's the oldest guy in the locker room. That was one of the best interviews think, uh, I've had with him in the two years he's been here. Yeah. And to your point, Matt, uh, he didn't say this to me in that interview, which, again, thank you to Marv for taking the time. Um, but apparently when he spoke with Jeremy Fowler postgame, his exact quote when uh, Jeremy Fowler asked him if the Jaguars were broken last mm-hmm. year with Urban Meyer, Marv said, I think one person was broken. It wasn't us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Leon, I was looking at you as he's saying it, you know, with what Matt just repeated was, you know, what did I do? You might yeah, have I mean, been feeling in 96 early on. Yeah. You know, you went from a Super Bowl <clears throat> team. True. Yeah. True, true, true. Well, first of all, re- uh, you shouldn't even reference Herb's name, all right? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be associated with anything Aside that has to do with this year. Machine. The ice cream Absolutely machine. Absolutely nothing to That's do with it. have to do with this year. What an indictment on him for having such a terrible chi or, or energy on that team last year to the point where he had to get fired. And then you bring in, like Matt said, some normalcy. Mm-hmm. You bring in a coach, a coach that knows how to coach football. Yeah. And no surprise with the talent that we have on this team, maneuvered, got these guys in play. Got your playmakers in play to the point where right now we're the AFC South Division champs. All right. So, but yeah, to the point as far as far as ninety six goes, mm-hmm. the one thing that I, I think that was more um, that stood out to me that when, when we got into the playoffs and we beat Atlanta, we come into the locker room and we're all excited and happy to be going to the playoffs. And one thing that Tom Coughlin said, "Hey, listen, it's just not about getting into the playoffs." We want to do something now we're here. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that, that's got to be the narrative move. I know everybody's excited about it, but, but listen, like Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you last. Ain't but one team that holds Lombardi, the rest of y'all loses. Yeah. So, so it depends on how far you take this thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, and Dougie Fresh, is, he's been there. Yeah. And he's preaching the right stuff he's right got, now. Yeah. That, that, that's got him believing. He really does. All right. If you I mean, you're, I mean t- you're in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's all that Anything matters. Yeah. And, and by the way, the, tournament. the mm-hmm. Chargers, with all that offense and all that gloss, they come in here as barely a favorite in this game. And so. Well, uh, I mean, did, did you did watch what happened yesterday? Oh, yeah. Well, I the, mean, inex- unexplainable. I can tell you this there were people at the bank, staffers, texting mm-hmm. me saying, what the heck is Brandon Staley doing? Yeah. Why, why is he, st- why are they still in the game? And sure enough, Mike Williams, Kenneth Murray, Joey yeah. Bosa, Why all were they ever up. in the game? Well, exactly. yeah, especially they knew when, before kickoff. Yeah, especially when, when you're when you're the dog. Vegas expects you to sit your guys. It's what I told everybody on Friday. They have no interest in winning this game because they want to see this team instead of that team. And and that's just that's just the way it looked to me. And then lo and behold, they stay in this game. And and what was the final? Thirty-one twenty-eight. They stay in this game the entire way. Well, and, they and, they it wouldn't have mattered. They they would have played the Jags regardless. Yes, win or they loss. had a so locked in. It's not like they in. were trying to lose to play the Jags. They just didn't have anything to play for. Right, whatsoever. it was a locked in five seed, and, and the, it was that's just the way it was going to be. And then with the, with the Ravens and, and the and the Bengals, that nothing was going to change. And Vegas saw it that way, obviously, and it just still blew my mind that they were doing what they were doing. And this is on the heels of Brandon Staley not selling for a tie last year which would have gotten them right into the postseason. Remember that when they were in overtime and, they, and he chose not to. All right, off the text line designed by Lifetime Closures. These are from our fans, okay, our nooners. We want to hear that emotion that you had. You can also call the Modelo pop-off line 207-7071 and have your Modelo moment. Uh, but to see where we've come from, disarray in front office, subpar quarterbacks, NFL telling free agents to stay away from Duval, 
uh, to Super Bowl winning coach, franchise quarterback, AFC South champs, hosting playoff game. The future is bright. Suck it, Mike Vrabel and the Titans. Now watch us shine. And that's the feeling that a lot of people have off the text line. Uh, one of them also texted in, in, in a picture of it was always the Jags. Now, this sums it up. Our daughter, who's a huge Jags fan, uh, football fan, been going to games since she was two, teared up on the scoop and score. Uh, we are uh, in Section 8, right behind the bench, holding the towel for the victory photo afterwards. That is awesome. Uh, one on the text line said that, uh, watch the game on TV, volume down, frangy up, play-by-play on radio because he gets so excited, come fourth quarter, well into the brown water, about to doze <laughs> off, all of a sudden, Frangie yelling out of my radio on the scoop play. I lit up, turned up the volume, and the rest is history. I appreciate another <laughs> texter who informed us that he has not washed his glass that had the brown water in it on Saturday, and he won't be washing it. Devotion. Uh, I appreciate that. One more. This one's courtesy of Kevin on the text line. He says, quote, I'm at the game holding in the emotions, and then my 12-year-old calls me with that happy tear voice and goes, we did it, dad. That made all the pain of the past go away. I got him this week. I got him this week and we will both be there. It was always the Jags. That's awesome. I mean, who does wash their rocks glass with brown water in it? Uh, The only thing that I would never really ever wash uh, is a coffee cup, you know, because I think that next uh, uh, cup of hot. But the rocks glass? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's it's bourbon meat bourbon, Yeah, you know, brown meat brown. Uh, and, and by the way, they were all over, all over uh, afterwards as well, having a big time. And I want to especially thank our good friends at Bold City Brigade, Teal Street Hooligans at the Slab mm-hmm. for not only hosting, I just saw this on the Twitter timeline, our mm-hmm. boy Dell, mm-hmm. our Hall of Famer, yeah. who's always on the text yeah, line brought to you by it. Lifetime Closures, but also hosting Coach Campo, who had never been to a tailgate, high school, college, or professional. His first ever tailgate. So, of course, tomorrow we'll get his full That's how dutiful that. Dave is. I'm guessing he did a couple keg stands. <laughs> he uh, he did circle up. Oh, sure. He did circle Smoked up. He, he was witness to a circle up. So, yeah. I, I felt like I checked that off my life bucket list. And uh-huh. so, uh, we continue. And maybe he will have to make another appearance if we're going to continue to be superstitious and run it back on a Saturday night this week. If you yeah. have superstition stories, if you have uh, anecdotes, emotional Feelings about this massive win for your Jacksonville Jaguars now headed to the postseason for the first time in five years. Hit us up at 641-1010. That is the number to reach us at on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. We'll stick with the Jags. We'll also dive in tonight's college football national championship. Brett McMurphy going to join us coming up at 2 right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. We saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. This, my friends, is the sonorous sound of Duval County Line. JJ, Featuring none other than Paul Wayne, of course. There it is. This is live from uh, who knows where, 2019. And uh, yeah, this is our new favorite band. If uh, you're just joining us, Paul Paul Wayne is the the guy who... uh, did the national anthem for the Jags Titans game, and this is his local band, Duval Paul, County Line. We're showing them some love. If you're listening, Paul, six four one ten ten, we want to hear from you. We need to find you. We need to bring you in studio <laughs> for Big Hair Heavy Metal Friday. Yeah, we want to crown him Paul of Duval, and 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 hopefully he will, or someone that knows him can get to him and get him in here 
But like like our buddy Carney, he texted in earlier. He said, I'm in the middle of a workout. You guys played the guitar anthem, and I literally got goosebumps. So that's how fired up. Now, the question is, if you name your band Duval County Line, very simple question. Is the county line St. John's or Nassau? Okay? That, that can tell a lot about a band, all right? And, and the boys down there on Russell Sampson Road and whatnot back in the day, uh, they were on the south side of Duval. So it's, 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 worth, it's worth looking into what side of Duval County uh, did uh, Paul. By context clues, like what would you say? Yeah. What would you um, guess? I would say Lane Avenue. Yeah, that? I'm going north side. I'm going north side, west side. Are you really? West side's best side. I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. Lane Avenue, Cassidy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's right there. That's right there. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's that's North Side, West Side. Uh, and if, if not, you, there's anything wrong with that. I'm right. just saying. Oh, that's heck no. That's my guess. Look, men have been built uh, up there uh, off Chafee Road and all those places. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, maybe that, some babies were conceived there on Saturday night as well. <laughs> there was a lot of celebratory stuff going on. We didn't know exactly what you uh, what you were into, but uh, many different ways to celebrate. That's for sure. All right, so keep it going. We have people working on this, by the way, and, and, and contacting the band. So. Oh, yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It's I in the love works. That. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate Leon, that. Uh, uh, and this is we have our text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, mm-hmm. and then I got the own Joe C personal text line. He said, uh, "He said, uh, just let this is Doctor uh, Cav who made sure that I came out of that colonoscopy uh, safe and sound. Remember when I just I, uh, I remember I stopped that, yeah. uh, the old the old ticker stopped. Anyway, he said, let Leon know uh, that that pregame speech was fantastic. Had the crowd fired up, go Jag. So plenty of people nice. responding. We nice. got a couple of those on the text line. Uh, we also have everybody sending their superstitions ahead of this Saturday's game. Uh, a special shout out to nine five seven six, who says he has worn the same Jag socks every Friday for the past month. Go Jags! <laughs> ah, so uh, our, our buddy Derek uh, DeStefano, all the vows except you. He said, "My wife sat in my season ticket designated seat uh, that I have sat in while we've been on the win streak. Had to ask her to move. She moved. Everything's good again. They won." Because he actually had to have her get up and move while they were down on the scoreboard, and it changed everything. And so everyone has a superstition that basically says, I had something to do. Just imagine if I told my girl to get up and move. (laughs) It wouldn't wouldn't happen. But not Matt Hayes. Matt Hayes says he's he's cool. That would not go well. Matt Hayes is cool, calm, collected. There's a sense of peace, which Uh, I believe Dewey Wingard also referenced in his post-game address to the team in the locker room on the Jaguar social channels, that he feels a sense of peace and calm because Doug is in charge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because Doug is in charge, but I just feel like this team is uh, – I feel like these guys, they're all, they've, they're all playing at their ceiling right now. Yeah. I really believe that. And, they're, and they all realize, what the heck, man, it's house money. Yeah, it, you know, I, it, you guys know that I've been you know, preaching the, the coaching part of this as much as anything – uh, Trevor's development is massive, but Doug Peterson needs to get a lot of credit for Trevor's development and, and how everything has gone along. And, and you get, you're starting to look around and other people are realizing, you know, like I asked myself the question, let's just go ahead and do, this, uh, do the 10-10 take with this right now because uh, it's certainly worth arguing or at least discussing. Now, Josie's 10-10 take. Slow smoked and served up by Sonny's Barbecue, local pit master since 68. So Sonny smokes it slow because they know that you're in a hurry. And, you know, it's all about trying to get the job done and, and basically have everything mapped out for your day. When they got it mapped out, they want to make sure they smoke it slow for you and serve it ready to go. Delicious pork, chicken, ribs, brisket, you name it. Sonny's all over the First Coast. Now, I'm thinking to myself, I hear this narrative going into this weekend. Brian Dable is the coach of the year. And I say to myself, 
what? Why? And why not Doug Peterson? If I'm looking at what has happened between these two, this is a team that had back-to-back number one picks in the draft and did little or nothing with it, uh, and that's what brought him to Duval, and he has resurrected this team and brought them back to where they have won an AFC South title. This team won a division title. That team up in New York did not win a division title. That team, yeah, while they have made it back to the postseason, I would just as soon vote Doug Peterson as coach of the year as anybody in the National Football League right now, sans Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell might get a little attention, but Doug Peterson should be the basic comeback coach of the year. That is the 10-10 take. Honestly. Look, I'd like to disagree with you. Back-to-back worst team in the league. Yeah. Four wins in two years. A complete, and it's not even, the four wins in two years is bad enough. Yeah. A complete dysfunctional meltdown last year where nothing was right, nothing worked, everything was wrong, including in the way you tried to develop your young guys. That's what I think is as, as impressive or more than anything right now. The way those young guys weren't as offensive. And I'm not, you know, we've talked about Trevor all along. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Walker Little, who, by the way, looked really good in that game. Mm-hmm. Guys like that, Walker Little. Campbell's now a, a, a very, very good corner. And will soon be one of the best in the league. Those are both herb guys, right? All I know, but they're all the way down the road. You know what I mean? Like yeah, these yeah. are guys that have developed now under this staff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That to me is like as much as anything, the most impressive thing. Yeah, he's done it. He he really, and, and I think more than anything else, it's Cisco. It, you, same thing. Yeah, and, and well, I think more than like I'm looking at. at now, Trayvon Walker from and, game and, one to game now. And I want to yeah. note that, too, because my mom texted me because obviously I'm in the press box, so mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to the ESPN broadcast. But apparently, you guys can tell me if you heard differently. She said that Troy and Joe were doing a really good job of noting that so much of the pressure that was created in that second half was courtesy of Trayvon Walker, and they were giving him his due mm-hmm. and giving him his credit. Well, he, I mean, he was blowing up stuff, which is – that's what we say all the time. I just want something that's disruptive, and I which see, is what he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And I see on the text line somebody brought up uh, – sorry, negative Nancy, to call mm-hmm. you out – only if we had Aiden Hutchinson, wouldn't that make a difference, right? And sure, Aiden Hutchinson had a good performance last night against the Green Bay Packers. Well, by the way, they got, they got two rookies that are really good up front. Correct. Yeah. There's two of them. Not just one. Right, and one of them used to play down the road at Gainesville yeah, yeah. Um, before, pretty good. before yeah. he left yeah. to go to Jackson State with Dion. Mm-hmm. And yes, while certainly Aiden Hutchinson is going to have, when all is said and done, and I mean, it is done for the Lions because their season is over, he'll have the more impressive rookie numbers. We've been saying this from the get-go. Trayvon Walker was not asked to rush the passer at Georgia. His... You know, pass rush moves, Reservoir is not going to be as deep as Aiden Hutchinson, at least early on. But if he can create havoc and open up opportunities for other guys, then, yes, he is worth the number one overall pick. That's it. I mean, disruption, man. I mean, we talked about it from day one. Uh, Sacks, and I know people hate to hear this, but they're overrated. It's They're good. It's not that they're not good. I want a guy who can be disruptive all the time, not a guy who's going to get nine sacks over the course of, 16. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Hutchinson's not disruptive. All I'm saying is I want a guy that's disruptive. I want a guy that's going to change things not only for himself against the guy he's going on, but for the rest of the line, too. Yeah, you, you want your defensive guys to harass the quarterback. You never want the quarterback to be comfortable in the pocket. You, got, you want him looking over his shoulder. You want him tap dancing. You don't want him in this spot all the way. Because just like offensive linemen, just like quarterbacks, they love their spots. They love clean pockets. They love to step up. If you got a defensive front that's harassing him and keeping him from his spots – and around his waist, his arms, his shoulders, all that kind of around his legs, yeah. 
That's the kind of maybe, that's where you want disruption. Maybe the best way to say it is it doesn't matter who gets the sack. Yeah, it doesn't that's matter. That's the best way to no, say it. No, no, you want to harass. Because you want like so much <clears throat> so much confusion and, and disruption in that front four <clears throat> that it doesn't matter. There's somebody's always going to be there and get a clean shot at the quarterback. Because mm-hmm. all of that disruption up front was one of the reasons why Jenkins came off the edge on block. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't you know, they, they couldn't account for him. They were too worried about what was coming up front. And you want and you want uh, it to, to affect his timing with his wide receivers. You know, because there's a certain time the wide receivers got to get to their route or there's a certain yardage they got to right. turn and all that. If you've got guys harassing him and it's affecting the timing, then the offense is going to be affected as a whole. So before we pivot to the college game, because we do have to get to tonight's national championship. There's a natty tonight. Right, and I, we see you, our boy TCU <laughs> Ronnie. Wondering. We are excited for TCU Ronnie. I believe he's out at the beach. We're you pumped for him to talk you. about it. Yeah. But I, I do want to touch real quick as we wrap. The lizard, up, by the way, not yeah. as we wrap about the Jags game from Saturday night. Um, I, I do want to talk about the offense because I've seen some folks on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures noting how. The offense struggling on Saturday gives them pause for what could be against the Chargers this Saturday. I personally felt that, and in talking to the guys in the locker room, that was the nature of the beast. Evan Ingram said you could tell that that Titans defense was going to rest their laurels on Derrick Henry and on their defense that was upset from what happened five weeks ago in Nashville, and he said they came out with a different edge. The one intri- and of course, you know, we can't forget too the fact that they took the run game away. This is a Chargers run defense That's, that has struggled throughout the course of the yeah, season. That, that is a concern, though. It is a concern yeah. that the run game couldn't yeah. go, but I think that was the byproduct of the Titans. Yeah. I think the Chargers run game, as we saw in that week three matchup, can be ex- exploited a lot more. I will say this, again, Doug Peterson met with the media this afternoon down at TIA Bank Field. Apparently, he was asked as far as why Travis Etienne didn't get as much run in the second half. He said that he didn't get hurt, but it also, quote, wasn't part of the game plan to have Jamichael Hasty as involved as he was. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, super sleuths on the Twitter machine. Yeah, you, can, you can't help but do that. Saying that part of that is Jamichael Hasty looked better in pass protection. Yeah. And because they were teeing off, right. you had no choice. Yeah, and I don't know whether he looked better, but I think this is the tendency thing and that if you are expecting and read – uh, defensively what you think can happen because number one's in the lineup, then you put 22 in there and you change their thought on what's coming next. And maybe that is the case. You don't want interchangeable backs necessarily, Leon, but you want guys that can do everything for you when needed. And, and maybe that's maybe that's what it came down to. Yeah, you, you don't want interchangeable backs because if, if ATN's in there when you're running and then Hastings in there when you're passing, of course, defensive fronts. Defensive coordinators, they're going to pick up on that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, listen, this team, uh, as dynamic as Trevor is and as as well of a play caller as Doug Peterson is, uh, that's going to only take you so far. This offensive line has got to take it upon themselves. If they want to make a nice – here's my experience when it comes to the playoffs. If you can run the ball effectively, you got a shot. And all the teams that I've been on, yeah, I know this is a wide open, uh, a running gun league. They want to see – but when it comes to the playoffs, you got to be able to run the ball effectively. Every team that I've been on, we've had a solid run game to go along with our passing game that made us dynamic, that made us helped us win for those kind of football games. So it's, it's encompassed upon the offensive line to, to fix this remedy within the next five to six days because you're going to need us, all, this offensive line and Travis ATN to help you if you're going to move on to the next round because that's what it's all about. Yeah, you're at the party, but you want to dance. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. The whole thing about the playoffs is, yeah, you want to get to the party, but nobody wants to be uh, up against the wall. Mm. Like, the you ever heard a song, yeah. Off the Wall? Oh, yeah. And scared, there you go. I want to dance. You yeah. want to dance, man. You at the party now, you might as well dance. Yeah. Leave your life off the walls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely.
All right, now, I don't know if this is true or not, but the barbecue points out, Big Sirs, uh, the city of Jackson's <clears throat> mailing you a citation for damages. A citation for damages? Yeah, yeah. Your hype video, your oh, hype really? video damn near tore up and wrecked the bank. Nice. Okay, you were the perfect person to set the tone. You embody the Jaguars' history, passion, and Titans' hate. The stadium exploded. Nice. Yeah, there you go. There, there you, you go. go. We'll pay that tab. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll pay that tab. All right. Uh, before Sirs checks out, Natty, championship game, historical, Bulldogs trying to go back to back. It hasn't happened very often. Just the four teams since the 90s can do it if they can do it tonight. It's time to pop off. Call 207-7071 anytime and pop off. I know they're probably a little nervous, Bulldog Nation out there, but they also know they got everything they need. They got the scare last Saturday night, New Year's Eve. They got the scare that kind of scared them straight. And basically Kirby Smart gets them back in the locker room and says, you want to go through that again, or you want to go kick some A? And that's what it's looking like right now. The largest underdog that we have seen in the college football playoff era, uh, playing for it, opened at 13 and a half. It's been hovering 12 around 12, now. 12 and a half. Um, a huge, huge statement game for Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs if they go back to back, but just a massive statement if TCU were to pull it off. An unranked team, people, an unranked team that wasn't what? Two games last year? No, five. Five? Maybe two in their conference. Five, but got, their, but got their coach fired. Yeah, got their coach fired. And only and, four of the guys on the team had played in a bowl game before. Yeah, and, and Gary Patterson stepping down, a longtime legendary coach, and, and with, with all the respect that, that he is due from Horn Frog Nation, they cannot believe what Sonny Dykes has done in this short amount of time. I got to tell you, I'm not feeling my pick, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling my pick of TCU in the points. Oh, you're I not? I felt good about it you know, when we made the picks last week, and now I'm just not feeling it. I mean, I, just, I keep thinking, okay – I mean, Alabama just absolutely annihilated Kansas State. Mm-hmm. And I know you can't do the transitive problem because they're different games, and and this game clearly means a lot more to TCU. But, man, that's that's going to be a big talent discrepancy on that field when they play. Yeah. A big talent. Now, I will say this. You know, this game reminds me a lot, and I hate to do this to you guys, bro, but it, it does. It's a lot like the 2002 championship game when it was nobody gave Ohio State a chance. You know, and then Ohio State comes out with this little wrinkle in their offense of Craig Krenzel mm-hmm. running the ball. And Leon can back me up on this. When you have a defense that plays man under, which is what Georgia does, they play too high man under, and they dare you to throw it. That's where you quarterback breaking, <clears throat> contain, and running can kill you, which is what Krenzel did to, to, to Miami. So, I mean, could it happen tonight to the point of where TCU's in a fourth-quarter game and then all of a sudden there's eight minutes to go and then you got a chance of some people on the other side getting a little tight. Who knows? Well, also, Ohio State had a referee from Ohio in that game that made the call. All right, so beyond that, let's go beyond that. I, I, okay, I'm not going to disagree with you guys on that. But, however, Krenzel killed you guys. That's what he, did. You. he did. He absolutely did. It, it was unexpected. His ability to run the ball kind of threw us off, you know. Those third and yeah. seven or eights when you've got everybody covered <clears throat> and the quarterback breaks and gets 11 or 12, that – but it's doesn't just a Georgia punch in the have gut, to know man. that's coming? Of course after they do. It all mm-hmm. last of, week. of course they, they do. But it's but it's I mean, 
Dude, you are not going to change what you do best. It's what they do. It's what they do every single week. It's what he did at Alabama every single week when he was the, D- the D.C. there. This is what they do. They believe well, their four up front can be disruptive enough to where the quarterback's not going to run. Well, I mean, you you told us last week, you said that, that Georgia always has a hard time with teams that has a dynamic quarterback and at least one or two elite receivers that you'll see on Sunday. Yeah, it's the same thing as Alabama so when he was So the question there, is, yeah. TCU, Max Dugan, is, he's not Bryce Young, not dynamic. He is effective, his ability to run the ball. But Johnson's pretty good, man. And Johnson's pretty Johnson good. Johnson is going to be other, a problem for that second. Where's the other Is that the number one? You yeah. saw with Quentin oh, Johnson. Yeah. Quentin God. Johnson. Yeah. Quentin Johnson. Is He's going to be a problem for them, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, so, they've got three guys that are averaging like 14 yards a catch. So yeah, they, they are number one in the NCAA in, in, in plays <clears> of 50 <throat> yards or more, number two in the NCAA in plays of 40 yards or more. So they throw the ball deep. They got long plays. They got guys that can take little drags and go long. I mean, he runs, he runs basically the air raid, is what Garrett Riley, who is Lincoln Riley's brother and the OC of TCU, he, he runs the air raid. But they run it a little more like Lincoln does, and they throw it deep a little more like Lincoln does. Well, I mean, we're talking about how the fact that there's no way George is going to lose this game. But we're not saying anything about how TCU can win this game. I think defensively, what I saw TCU do against Michigan and that, that vaunted offensive line take away that their – line's a little overrated, bro. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Is Georgia offensive line is, is good? It's better. Much it's better, better than Michigan. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's pretty solid. That's it, why you play the game, so. Yeah. And, and that's, what, that's another reason why I have a problem with my pick. Yeah. That offense, I, I just think they're going to literally and, physically. Then they're going to maul them. Just maul yeah, them. Yeah, both well, lines of script. Well, I heard yeah. this last week. They were supposed to maul them. I know. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, the, the other part of it is, you know, the, the, the style of fights that, that you want to bring. And for Sonny and them to get off, they have to be able to stay on the field. Oh, yeah. Uh, they want to run 90 plays, yeah, man. And, and that's, that's, that's their goal, okay? If we go back and we talk about Clemson and Trevor Lawrence beating Alabama, they ran 90, uh, 99. No, yeah, it wasn't Trevor. It was Deshaun. Excuse Deshaun, me. 99. Ran 99 plays, and they just flat – Wore them out. Now you say to yourself, "How can you wear out a team as deep as Alabama?" They did. Oh, you they can. did. In proofs in 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 the pudding. Just go back and look at it. But the other thing is, is that Sonny's going to have to figure out how to obviously extend drives, and Kirby's going to just try and keep. Because I'm a Max Duggan fan, they're going to try and keep him on the sidelines, and it sounds. Uh, easy to say, maybe sometimes hard to do, but that's basically what they're going to do. That run game for Georgia is paramount tonight. Paramount that that those guys can get off and get going, and they've gotten healthy, and they've been able to at least make their share. You know, because that comeback didn't require running; they just were slinging it all over the place. Well, I can't remember what game it was, but I t- I said it was one game I was talking about where you assessed all week long how great this team is that you're going to be playing. All right. Full of talent, full of five star TCU. I went. They we was talking about this. TCU's got a bunch of two, three stars yeah, on there. They do. They're being told that this team is more talented than you. They're more physical and all. And you keep hearing that day in and day out. At some particular point, when you get on that field, that TCU team is going to want to match, match sure. fist with fist, fight with fight. Sure. So I, I, I think I'm picking Georgia to win. I think TCU is not going to lay down for George. My I think qu- they're going to win this game. My question for you, Leon, because I know you've been a pretty big fan of Jalen Carter over the last few months yeah. and during his Man-child, during yes. this season here at Georgia. Were you concerned at all that he had his hands on his hips, looked a little gassed in that he college football gassed. playoff semifinal? I, you know what? I, I I was looking at the game and I was texting y'all on our on our line or uh, our text day, and he did. They played a little little tempo against him against against. Uh, 
when they played against Ohio State. And then I think also he was getting frustrated the fact that he was getting elite, elitely getting off the ball, beating the guy in front of him. Getting held. But but what CJ what CJ Stroud was doing there, he was moving, maneuvering. He had to chase him half the time throughout the what game. He was Max, also getting held a lot. He was, yeah, well, if it ain't what called, does Max right. Duggan do though? Max Duggan gets out of the You just do not like to hear that as the old all Exactly. You know, what you mean? <laughs> if it ain't called, it ain't holding. Hey, he was gassed. And, and, <laughs> he was gassed. Yeah, no he much, was gassed. much he to do was with gassed. him as it had to do with, with those guys trying to block. Well, right. But so Leon's saying part of it was C.J. Stroud escaping the pocket yeah. so much. What does yeah. Max Duggan want to do? He wanted to escape the pocket. And design runs. Run. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm curious. That matchup is what I'm curious to see because we know Max Duggan's going to be more of a battering ram, more in the Josh mm-hmm. Allen ilk, if you may, as opposed to Stroud, who's just escaping the pocket when it breaks down. And so it'll be curious to see, you know, especially for a guy that, as I've said, Trayvon Walker told me, take it to the bank. He's going no lower than number three overall oh, in, this, yeah. in this April's oh, NFL yeah. draft. Yeah. Yeah. But the other part of it is that back in and front end for Georgia, losing two key, two key guys over the course of the season, it hasn't. It hasn't affected them to this point. It certainly affected them a little bit the other night. They were able to win, and so that's the key. You know, on Nolan Smith not being there, you know, uh, two games consecutive, two big ball games, that does matter. Uh, but I just feel like Georgia has just loads of talent. They have Kirby preparing and in, in, in angling for a way to throw something at Sonny Dykes and Max Duggan that they haven't seen. And – you know the 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 angry bulldog versus the content bulldog. You know he's got to fight for that bone, and that's basically what Kirby's going to tell those guys that they now have to do because they almost had it snatched away from them. This, this, they're going to need know, they're going to need turnovers. TCU is going to need turnovers. If yeah. Georgia doesn't turn the ball over, it's not. I mean, right. it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And I'm not trying to like follow scripts, but Stetson Bennett had a bit of a bad game in the SEC championship game a year ago. Had a great game against. Alabama, when they won, when right. they beat him in the rematch, right. he had a slow start and some bad decisions early slow in this start. game. He was three and a half quarters of bad stuff. Yeah, but then the dude went off yeah, in, in, the, in the final quarter. He threw for nearly 400 yards, and when he did need to make plays, he he was able to make them. And so those are the things that you have to look at. And and, and so it's, I think this might have been pointed out, we were talking about it earlier, there were so many two-score losses in college football semifinals here of late, the team just gets blown out by right. the favorite, and then we have a what can be considered close championship games. Well, we had two close semifinal games that went right down to the wire, over a thousand yards of offense basically from both of these teams in their game, or from all four teams combined in these games. We might have a blowout. Yeah. So net. TCU played seven games against ranked teams. Okay. Five of them were one possession games. Yeah. Four of them came down to. The last play of the game. It's nuts. So they're not going to be intimidated by the environment, by the, the moment, by Georgia. I just think it's going to come down to dudes, and Georgia just has better players. Yeah, because the thing you have to realize is that did, did someone win something and think they were crowned with the semifinal True. win? True. Versus the other team that knows all they got to do is win that one to get to the big prize. And that's, you know, that's the psyche of the player. That's what we're going to find out, whether or not TCU feels like they won it all by beating Michigan and finally getting to the national championship. Speaking of dudes, before we say goodbye to Leon for the day, Leon, Jared Verse, he's a dude. Mm-hmm. Florida State, transfer, edge rusher, projected top 20 pick. He says he's coming back to Florida State. Both as a Kane and as a college and professional star yourself. What's your reaction to that? I mean, he... 
listen, if the kid just like he loves college football and he loves Florida State, I mean, I can't I can't knock him for wanting to come back. I mean, it's a boatload of money he's mm-hmm. letting. I just don't want to see the kid get hurt. Right. I almost see his draft stock go down because he's potentially a top ten, top fifteen pick. I mean, you're talking about somewhere between the net fifteen to twenty to twenty five million dollars that's on the table right now for him if he comes out and he's professionally. He can go to Florida State. I don't know if it's a situation where he's trying to get his degree, or right. he just loves football, or he maybe thinks that Florida State has a chance at a natty, mm-hmm. and he wants to be a part of that. Yeah, because they're all coming. It sounds like yeah, almost I, all of them are coming back. I think the last domino will be Johnny Wilson. Well, Bro, that team that needed the Florida quarterback to throw it 30 feet over the tight end's head to win that game yeah. is not winning the national championship. Well, I listen, I, I, listen, you know I'm not a Florida State fan. Oh, but I'm thinking that because of the success that they had last year and going 10-3, and three, I think right. that – Preseason, Florida State's going to probably be top 10. Mm-hmm. Somewhere top 12, yeah, somewhere. I would agree with that. Yeah, it'll be top 10. Crazy. That's, yeah. uh, I mean, who who, I mean, who would have seen that coming a year ago? He could, the, the flip side of that, I'm 100% agreeing with you about the injury. I, I hate mm-hmm. to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Flip side is he plays even better, moves into the top five. Okay. And you're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. And you still get your NIL money this year. Well, that's going to be the key. In order for Florida State to keep him to come back for another year, he's going to have to get oh, some. Oh, he's going to get some. They got to take care of this kid. Now. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah, you got to. All right, uh, score lopsided, close. Georgia and t- TCU. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do this. Ooh. Pick a TCU to win tomorrow tonight. Outright, I am outright. That's why I'm. Saying Are you that. really? I am. I wow. am. I don't know. I'm just having spider senses. They tingling. I know I'm upsetting a lot of Georgia fans out there right now, but I'm just, I'm just feeling that TCU. It's going to make this a dogfighting win to end by a field goal. See, the thing is, your spidey senses have been going off for the last, what, six, seven weeks with the Jags? And look what's going on. I love it. I love it. All right. Big search. I know it's going to make you Florida fans happy. You can get like, <laughs> you can get like four to one odds. So, huh? you know, put 50 bucks on that. Yeah, four put 50 one. bucks on it? Yeah. 200. Pay, pay okay. All right. 200. Well, see, I got, listen, I got Georgia. I got uh, TCU winning 30-28. Okay. All right. That would be Last a barn field goal gonna win. burner. That's Big 12-style ball. Uh, and, heck, it's anyone's ball now in the college game. That's like this. a first half in the Big yeah. 12. And, and, J.J., that's 58. What's the total right now? Is it 60? 60, 61, 62? One something? second. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. All right, Big Search. Enjoy the rest of your All right, afternoon. All right, you got it. All right, 63. 63 could easily be. Yeah, 63, be, is that what it is? Yeah. Could easily yeah. be 40 to 23. Yeah. Sorry, bro. It, 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 look, as many points as we saw. I know. The other, night. I don't know why no, I'm, I'm they just, were glorious. Games. I'm feeling really bad about my pick right now. I, I okay. did, and I don't know why it just flipped in this in the, in the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking that George is going to mm-hmm. route them. All right, you guys, uh, Modella moment. You can hit the pop off line 207 7071. What say you about tonight's game? TCU v Georgia. Is it another dog's natty? Uh, you talk a little trash there. You can go back to your huge, huge Saturday night. With the, this Ville over that Ville, we're going to have to design that heavyweight championship belt because the battle of the Villes between us and 104.5 The Zone, uh, that heavyweight belt's going to start right here in Duval. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Good to be in the city of Jacksonville on a Monday when you know there's a playoff game on Saturday. This football team has seen 16-week schedules come to a, uh, well, a, a, not, a, not, a, not a sad end necessarily, but just a, you know, finally, let's get this bad boy over because we suck. Uh, and then a 17-game schedule, same thing. Finally, let's get this bad boy over because we suck. And now you are going to play 18 games at a minimum 
uh, in the city of Jacksonville uh, with a playoff game Saturday night under the lights with Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers. So this is kind of important. This kind of falls right in line with the fact that we are going to have Paul Wayne on our show, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh, yeah. He's have, calling. We, have we said that out it's loud? It's happening. No, no we have not. Is, uh, it's happening. Hey, it's give, give us a that. Give us a that. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to thank a couple people for helping us with this. One who called and apparently is like the best friends of the drummer. And of then, the name uh, of the band, JJ. Uh, Duval, Duval County, County Line. line. Take and then, that, Florida, right. Georgia. And then a lot of people on the text line were saying it's obviously Clay County. Um, but anyway, oh, also, our producer slash mailman, Casey, instantly when he heard us talking about it, went to their website, reached out with the uh, contact number. and also con- So oh, he's getting it from like four different people. They want you on the radio really badly. So apparently... 215, 230 ish. We will have Paul Wayne. The bald in the front, party in the back, electric guitarist. By the way, this is a classic text on the text line. But Casey, by the way, does that dude deliver or what? He always does. He always does. Male or not. Important question Do the Jags beat the Titans if they don't have Paul Wayne's electric guitar (laughs) rendition of the Star Spangled Banner before the game? I feel like, this texture says, that mullet filled the players with even more love for this city. That uh, combined with Leon's hype video. Yeah. I, I, I was describing it to you guys how in the pregame, because poor Joe was pulling like 18 jobs on <laughs> Saturday, so he didn't get to see it. When Leon, if you've seen the video, but you weren't there in the stadium, when Leon extended his arms like yeah. on the Jumbotron. Oh, so that was side to side on the Jumbo. Yes. Yeah, that was probably cool. It was insane. Yeah. It was wild. Did and the so place I- lose it? Oh, yeah. And yeah. everyone has said it. Uh, you know, uh, the original NFG, uh, who, who I might have shared, uh, you know, a, a cold Bud Light with. I was going to uh, say, he was in the Bud Light zone, I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, and G. Pelham's like, uh, we need more Leon Hype video this Saturday. And so we've already said that if we are making a wish list of what could happen, it's getting Paul Wayne on our show and then getting Leon back on the Jumbotron. Now, we have checked one box, and let's just hope that we get to check the other box. But it's it, it that's that's where it's at, okay? And do we have a tattoo update, by the way? I know we we've seen some textures on the text line as well as uh they're still very producer interested. Casey, I know, is also trying really hard. We're working on it. And and, and he's tattooed. We're gonna up get too. that live show for you guys, live from a tattoo parlor yeah, somewhere here in Jack's. He's tatted up too, so he knows exactly. And and look, there's uh, apparently one thing I have learned, you know, I love my man Todd Lake. There are a lot of talented tattoo artists out there in in, in Duval. So okay? many. There's ink everywhere, and they don't need to go out. You ever see that show? Yeah. That show, Ink? Yeah. It's pretty good, man. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. And apparently it's some become something talented that, people out there. you just absolutely love. Yeah. You there, know, in all of this, they've forgotten about my teal beard, so I'm happy that they're getting the tattoo. Why didn't you do what, what happened with the teal beard? They I, said you were well, going to do it. I said I would. and I, you If know, they made the playoffs, so now yeah. they have made the playoffs. But I like the tattoo idea over the teal beard, but I – I, I still like. So you're getting a tattoo too, is dude. That if we can get, <laughs> yeah, there you dude, go. listen to me. Here's the deal: if we can talk Paul winning to come here Friday to kick off Heavy Metal Friday mm-hmm. with his guitar in the studio, yeah, you're getting that teal beard. That's happening. Well, if we could do it at the same time, then that would be good. All right. But I just look the 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 way things have come together for this for this football team for for honestly just being pulled out of the 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 doldrums, the depths of whale poop in the in the NFL. I mean, this team has come back from all of that, and, and and Dougie has made us believers again. And this team's capable of anything, just like the last. Well, if you think of the two AFC Championship game runs, they were as 
unlikely, I think, is probably well three. They've been yeah. to three AFC. Yeah, but champions. I'm saying two yeah. of the three, right? You know, because the 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 one in '99, I mean, they were the best team in football, and and even though this team undershot did win the AFC South, it's still you know going up to Pittsburgh. And, and, and beating them, and then within 10 minutes of the Super Bowl in New England, that was about as unlikely a run. And Blake Bortles turned into Superman Blake Bortles in the postseason. And so those were two of those three really unlikely runs. And this one, I, it just feels so good right now for, for, for all this. You know, this, this town has a lot to be proud of right now in the football world. I was explaining that to a couple of my buddies up in New Jersey who were mm-hmm. like, so Jags Super Bowl, what, like, what are the odds? And I said, look, they've never been to a Super Bowl. But they've been to the playoffs eight times since 1996. Mm-hmm. And three of the eight times have ended in the conference championship game. Yeah. And I know that that's a small sample size compared to, you know, the fact that the Chicago Bears have been in existence 100-plus years. They've only had – they haven't had, excuse me, the number one overall pick since 1947. Right. I mean, the Jaguars weren't even a, a, a blimp on the radar yeah. in 1967, let alone 47. Um, I, I do think there is some merit to that. Real quick, I do want to hit – as we're talking about the Jags, and before we say hello to Brett McMurphy and mm-hmm. pivot back to college football in the 2 o'clock hour, um, the final rankings for pro football focus and total stats by the mm-hmm. NFL are out. The Jaguars' offense ends the year, the regular season, I should say. It ends the regular season ranked 10th in the National Football League overall, 14th in run offense, 10th in pass o- passing offense, 10th in scoring offense. The defense finishes the year, the regular season, ranked 24th overall, 12th in run, rush defense, 28th in pass defense, mm-hmm. and 12th in scoring defense. Mm-hmm. 11. Yeah. Dude, this team couldn't even put together third downs last year. Yeah. I mean, first downs. Tenth. 11. Not, not 11, 10th. 10th. Yeah. 10th in the league. Well, and you know what? You don't They're a get, top 10 offense. They literally could not get first downs last year. But you know what else? You don't get to 10th in the league without knowing how to run a quarterback sneak. Okay. You don't without how, knowing how, how to sneak it in. How up was that staff last yeah. year? Oh, and, my And so God. Uh, the, the things, and I think more than anything else, this is what I've, I've preached for so long, is just when you average giving up four touchdowns a game and you score in the teens, just how dreadful is it? I mean, it's a, it's a, it, and, and I think more than anything else, the beautiful thing about what has happened, and, 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 and you know, at, at the Big Vic wedding reception, the cool thing was is that you had people that could talk about the Jags in a good way instead of in a bad way. Then you go to the game, they could talk about Jags in a good way instead of a bad way. You don't have to defend Duval. You get to brag on Duval now. Right. And those are the things that have, that have happened in a short amount of time. They were Decembers to, 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 to not remember. Now they are Decembers to remember because they, they went on a, on a nice little win streak. And, and the fact that wait, you're that, now, other, wait. that Titan team came crumbling to the ground is also a pretty dang good feeling. You're now January Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just thought of that. You it's are happening. now January Joe. It's, it's all happening. lining up. It's all lining up. Yeah. I mean, it's just, this is way. July Joe is January. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is way deeper than we realize, okay? I mean, if we hit February and we got to come up with some alliteration for you, yeah. Yeah. we're in deep trouble. You know that, right? Yeah. I'm a feeler in February, okay? <laughs> yeah, we I'm might not want to go there. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. We'll find out. We're peaking and we're feeling. What yeah. a world. All right, so McMurphy's going to give us the latest uh, from out there uh, in uh, in Southern California. And he'll where, be Where they're not allowed to tailgate, by the way. We, yeah. we have now seen evidence on Twitter of they literally have signs that Communists, says tailgating yeah. is prohibited. It's oh, my God. Is that another country? Seriously. Yeah, exactly. Lop them off, okay? Uh, I mean, I love going out there, but that's, like, ridiculous. We tailgate in these United States. Uh, all you right, can so- tailgate in the Rose Bowl parking lot. Yeah. All right, give me the uh, launch time for Brett McMurphy, just so I know. 2.15. 2.15, and then hopefully our man, 
Duval's man, Duval Paul, with the Duval County line, will be on with us uh, in the 2 o'clock hour. It is XL Primetime. A Medela moment. You want one? 207-7071. Hit up the pop-off line and get ready because they are the official sponsor of the college football playoff. is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. We've got so much to get into over the course of this week, breaking it down with the L.A. Chargers coming into town Saturday night. Justin Herbert and company, maybe not a healthy Bosa, Williams, others. We'll be looking at that, uh, but we've got all sorts of things to get to. I-, I love this one on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. We were asking people just what the emotion was coming out of that game Saturday night. Take us to your, you know, your Jaguar world that Saturday night as this was unfolding. You still can do that at 641-1010. Hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You can also hit the pop-off line with a Medela moment at 207-7071 if you want to fire off. Uh, but this is um, uh, one I had to take my in-laws to the Orlando airport so they could fly back to is Puerto Rico. Is this hack? Uh-huh. Downloaded the ESPN app, had to watch it with my son on the phone and Bluetooth headset on, made wifey drive back to Jack's while my son and I watched on 95. When Josh Allen made the scoop and score, almost made wifey crash. That is just beautiful. Uh, Let's see here. Section 121, no voice, still with some LFG left in them, and that is from uh, Chris in Arlington. Suck it, Vrabel which is just beautiful. And I appreciate our guy, Rick from Jack's Beach, who has indeed sent us the recipe or says he will send us the recipe for Joe's teal teal beard. Excuse me. Oh, he's got one. He has it. Rick from Jack's Beach has the teal beard recipe that he is going to send us. So that way, Joe C. can rock a teal beard in the days and weeks to come. Let me see if, like, wow, that dude has got some serious... Oh, yeah. He's got some serious color in his beard. Because as I found out this past week, because on Friday at the pep rally, I definitely, uh, I thought I had bought a teal polo from uh-huh. Sawgrass with a gift certificate that I had from a few weeks ago. Right. Uh, it was not as teal as uh, the rest of the teal shirts. It was a bit mm. more of, uh, someone told me, Miami Dolphins color. So Uh-oh. if you're going to do the teal beard, Joe, we need to make sure. It's teal. It's the teal that Rick's got. Yeah, the teal is real because, uh, yeah, you can't go aqua. Because I have uh, I've uh, fallen into that trap a couple times where I think I'm walking in with something teal. And I uh, quickly get exposed. Like uh, you, idiot! Uh, that is not that is not teal. Uh, and all right. Speaking like- of the Dolphins, really quickly, yeah. first time since when that all three Florida professional teams have Ooh. been in the playoffs? It's been a while. You can make that a funky fact if you want, because I, I saw time Derek now Brooks for a funky time. fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. I saw Derek Brooks tweet that out too. You know, just as far as it's it's been a minute uh, since all of them. And look, Miami. Boy, did they have to – do you want a world of your NFL postseason where Skylar Thompson is quarterbacking <laughs> your club, Matt? Huh? 99, maybe? Yeah. No, you got to go farther back. 1997. Wow. 97. Last time all three teams from the state of Florida wow. were in the playoffs. Yeah, that is going way back. And so Brooks was obviously a part of that, so he knew exactly what he was talking about. But, uh, yeah, uh, Bobby Petrino hadn't even, you know, wrecked on a motorcycle at that point. That's how far back we're going. But this team had only been a couple of years old. That was Leon's second year here where they were going to the postseason. So that's pretty – and the Buccaneers, are they limping into it? Yeah. 
Is it Tom's last run? I believe it is. Really? You think it is? I do. I really do. He's... Do you think Todd Bowles, maybe, if he if they get whipped up on, on Monday night? I, I is he a one not. and done? I hope not. I'm a, I'm a Bowles fan. Uh, you want to talk about minority hires? Did they give David Culley and Lovey Smith the worst possible situations to deal with in Houston? Uh, and the argument always is, is that, uh, you know, there's not enough minority hirings out there. And when someone is given an opportunity, it's usually in a dead end situation. And Wilkes was already one and done out in Arizona. And he did okay as the interim won six guy. six games, the Panthers. Yeah, he did an okay job. All. And, you know, they, they ended up fading against New Orleans yesterday. But still, all in all, pretty dang good job. And then Todd... Todd Bowles has done did an okay job originally up in New York, and we all know it kind of came unraveled for him as well. I don't know whether he'll be one and done. I, I hope not. I hope that they give him a chance to keep it going. He wanted his guys to play hard yesterday so they could still stay in the mindset of, of moving on in the postseason. But uh, that if Tommy walks away, that is also – uh, that will quickly become a more impossible situation. Just, just FYI, JJ, according to our text on the text line, it was 1999, like I said. Oh. Jags routed the Dolphins in the playoffs, of course, and the Bucks lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship. Well, then I heard wrong today. But what about – So do I get a retroactive yes sir out of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah but do you, so, well, that would be all three. Huh? Yes, okay. All right. We will I mean, never, not to, ever not say Not to no. be like hack or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, man. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's see here. My moment was enjoying the sweet stinky in the bud zone without JSO jumping oh, wow. on us. Uh, JSO paid us no mind. That's pretty um, good. Thanks, JSO. Hmm, that's interesting. That's I did good. not know that. Uh, you probably should not advertise that. I just want to bring uh, keep that quiet uh, to yourself. I want to bring to everyone's attention. <laughs> Apparently, Colin Coward on his show today referenced uh -huh. that. You know, neither ja Jacksonville or the Chargers are used to having a home field advantage. So you could throw that out the window. It's just a great matchup yeah, on the field. Take your shot. Do whatever. We got we got no interest, no use. I'm looking at these pictures. No that, acknowledgement. Uh, our guy Dustin from Bolt City Brigade just posted from their, yeah. the tailgate at the yeah. slam. Someone please tag Colin Coward. Yeah, do you think this was not Did a home field really advantage? Did he really say it was no home yeah, field advantage? I'll show it, yeah, no, yeah, it's wow. right. I'll, I'll give he's JJ the audio so he can play it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's, it's what makes those people on the outside idiot. Well, didn't he watch the game Saturday? No, he probably didn't. That is my I mean, answer. Uh, of because he, did. he had yeah, to have. There Saturday have been plenty night of NFL games. He wants yeah. us talking about it. Let's exactly. be real here. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going down that road. Just you. You know, you're you're an imbecile. Not going down that road. But the the idea of the Chargers coming into town and this team setting up perfectly, if they can get that ground game going, which is what they absolutely need to have, a 100% ETN needs to be a part of this. And Michael Hasty needs to be part of this because Hasty has done a good job. He's serviceable. He's not a go-to, can't-miss guy, but he, when he needs to make plays, has made plays. How about the combination last night of what Jamal Williams has done up in Detroit? Because that guy has been a touchdown machine. And then add to him DeAndre Swift. And there's even a third that can come in at any time. But the Detroit Lions, maybe the scariest team not to make the postseason. Well, golf, golf's playing really well right now, yeah. too. All things considered. And, oh, by the way, guess who got on the field last night? Caught a deep ball for a touchdown. And was yelling back. that he should have caught another one. Right. Mm -hmm. Got called back because of a penalty. But they're going to be even more dangerous. Jameson Williams. Williams. Yeah, okay, Jameson. Dangerous. I was trying to figure out who you were talking about. Uh, DJ Chark made the. Were you last... not watching the game, Joe? Yeah, 
Yeah, I watched all of it. I just didn't zero in on your boyfriend like that. I was, I just, I don't well, even. You know like, what? Maybe you should. I should have taken, I should have <laughs> taken it uh, as, uh, you know, like, boom, that's exactly what he was talking about. Because I was focused in on DJ Chark when he made the play, a couple of key plays. And so I was thinking that is who you might have been referring to, but I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. It's all Jameson. Well, it's also Christian Watson last night, too. I mean, he, you know, again, I know he went in the second round, but that's kind of the point of what, what I tweeted out is, it's okay to take a receiver in the first well, round. Well, it's okay. Christian Watson could have come well, at especially the top. if you're going to be picking in the twenties, like the big cats will be. Yeah, yeah. Well, if he not could have, thirty-one, right? He could have come at the end of the first round, or he certainly could have come uh, in the second round. This last go around, yeah. Okay, because uh, that was a guy that we all, and I'll put Coach Campo at the top of this list, all had our eyes on, and second round for Christian Watson made a heck of a lot of sense to a lot of people. Obviously, Green Bay got him. In the beginning, you're looking like uh, you're looking at this guy like he's raw, he's inexperienced. Look, you know, look at where he came from, this and that, and that guy has become an absolute. Oh, he's going to be a legit superstar in like yeah, a year. Yeah, 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 a, yeah, a, a baller. He's a bad but, man. But that game last night, give Dan Campbell and that Detroit Lions team a lot of credit. That was playing for them against the Packers. Nothing else was at stake. It was, San, it was Seattle or Green Bay that was going to make it into that last playoff spot. Detroit had been eliminated with Seattle beating the Rams earlier in the day. They knew that, and they went out there and played their fannies off up there uh, in Lambeau. And, and Aaron Rodgers had his struggles last night. Is Dang. he on ayahuasca right now, do you think, or is he waiting? Well, he's, he's taking a break. Yeah. He's going he off always, to think about things. Uh, that's like well, about that's the quote what was. you do when you take ayahuasca. You yeah. think about things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's psychedelics. And and sit on the side and just reflect yeah. right now. Uh, because and, and you know what, if there as much as I have been an Aaron Rodgers fan for all of really watching him as, as great as he's been much of his career, he is using the media to the hilt. Uh, the way he has answered all these questions and just kept kicking the can down the road the last couple of off seasons, and I don't expect that he'll do anything different this off season. Do you? I don't expect. I think he'll just sit there and let them come to him and beg, beg. And he won't want to do any of the OTAs, any of the mini camps. You can check that off that he's not going to do any of that. You think he's going back? Well, Uh, did you see the numbers? The numbers are crazy. Each one is a single contract for $50 million guaranteed. You don't think they'd trade him if they could? Well, no, even then they would still $50 million. So he's going to get paid by – but who's going to take the $50 million? He'll be 38, at least 38. You the Niners? Would you take it? The Niners losing the first round of the playoffs? Do you take it? They'll they'll be the team that will be mentioned the most because that's where he's from. How about the Giants? The Giants take it? Fifty million. I don't. I don't know if he'd go to the Giants. Right, but. and he's got to be the guy. If you're gonna, he has a contract, and then they have to be able to move that contract, and then also get the blessing of that guy saying he'll go. Right. Well, if would he go to San Francisco? Oh yeah, I bet he would. He does want to hear people beg for him. Yeah, he like is. I mean, he's become that guy. It's like George. He's, I would he's be a, a kick-ass <laughs> philanthropist. He's a little bit of a narcissist. Give him money, and then they'd be begging for more. <laughs> the human fun. Yeah. It's such a great pursuit. It really was. It's XL Prime time. No. Another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. As we get you set for tonight's national championship between the Georgia Bulldogs and TCU Horned Frogs, who better to bring on than the Action Network's Brett McMurphy, friend of the program. Brett, how is it going in, I would say, sunny L.A., but from the photos I've seen, did y'all get some rain overnight? 
Yeah, it's supposed to rain tonight, uh, mm-hmm. like 90% chance it's, it's raining right now. Um, good news is SoFi Stadium has a roof, um, but it's not a dome. So I'm actually kind of fascinated to see how this will work. It has like open air concourses on the sides. I don't think the rain's going to blow in into the field, um, but it's not a typical dome that you're used to seeing throughout the uh, all right, the listen, NFL dude. Sports. This is important, all right? Listen. Now, <laughs> everybody wants to hear from you, okay? But I just want you to know that on deck is Paul Wayne, the mullet guy from Jackson who played the national anthem on guitar. He's coming up next. So I'm not putting pressure on you to, like, hit it out of the park, but you got to hit it out of the park because the guy next to you is going to crush it, okay? Well, so basically I'm the, I'm the lead act. <laughs> you are, pretty much you are. You're the opening act. So, hey, listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I started this show saying I'm – I took TCU in the points last week to do a little picks here. I'm feeling worse about my pick of taking TCU in the points. You should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please explain. Okay, I look, you're, we're, dude, we're the same. Our heart, everyone's heart, unless you have a tie to Georgia, your heart, you want the underdog. You want, you want TCU, but your head is telling you Georgia. So here's why, I, and I thought the same way. Initially, I thought, oh, my God, you know, almost two touchdowns, no way. But the more I look at this, the more I think it's Georgia. And the reason is in the last nine games, Georgia has scored over 42 points six times. They've hit 37 another time. They rank in the top three in the nation in yards per play. For TCU to have a chance to win, they've got to play fast. They're not going to run the clock down. They've got to play fast, try to take advantage try to, you know, wear down the, the, the pass rush, the big defensive line and all that. Well, that's great for TCU. But if they're not scoring on every drive, that plays right into Georgia's advantage, which they're the better team leading to a higher possession game. They have more scoring opportunities. Look, Georgia's pass defense was horrendous. And my apologies to the word horrendous. The last two weeks against LSU, or last two games against LSU and Ohio State, they gave up. 350 yards passing Ohio State. LSU, freaking LSU, threw for 502 against Georgia. Now, Georgia still won comfortably. The thing that worries me about TCU, and yes, they beat Michigan, and they had two pick sixes, which, you know, that was kind of misleading. That, that's not going to happen if you play that, that game a lot, time. Right, right. Yeah, but look at the other side of it. Michigan scored 45 points against TCU. 45, and that does not include botching two goal line opportunities or they could have nearly hit 60. So what is Georgia going to do? The only thing I'm concerned about if you have Georgia and you're laying the 13 is if Kirby has a big lead in the fourth quarter and he starts running the clock and doing that punting. And then Georgia has an op or excuse me, TCU has an opportunity to score late and get inside the number. I I think though, for the first three quarters, I don't think Georgia is going to play slow because they know about TCU's explosiveness. So um, as the lead-up act, I'm going to say <laughs> I like Georgia minus the points. I like the total. I like the total better. If, T- if As long as TCU doesn't get shut out, which I don't think they will. Um, but, yeah, I, I your your concerns are, are, are warranted, because I, I think Georgia's the, the be- just a better team. And you play this game 100 times, Georgia wins 99 times. Now, is tonight the one time that TCU wins? We'll find out. 
Brett McMurphy, the Action Network. That's why I call him Action McMurphy because he brings the action to us. So of the the number, the big number, like you said, and the total you like, what are a couple of the other things that you're zeroing in on or those that the Action Network are zeroing in on? Well, if you guys, if people out there can find like different props and stuff, um, I think Georgia's team total for scoring is 37.5. So basically you're going to either take over under 37.5. Obviously, you know, you've heard everything I said about CCU's defense, Georgia's offense. So I like over Georgia over 37 and a half. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, there's, I saw some props out there for like rushing totals for Max Duggan. And I think he's it's around 33 yards, anywhere from 27 to 33 yards. Wow. Uh, and so the first thing I think of is, Oh my, you got to love the over here. I mean, the last two games, he's carried the ball 15 times. Now, the issue with playing an over with quarterback running yards is in a college game when you're sacked, those yards come off of your rushing total. So Duggan could have 40 yards rushing, but if he gets sacked a couple times, that's going to drop him down. So I like Max to go over because also with Keandre Miller uh, being a game-time decision, they're, they're leading running – leading rusher at running back. Um, I think, you know, Sonny's going to pull out every stop he can. And that means running Duggan as much as possible. And we saw what he did in the Big 12 title game against Kansas State when he had over 100 yards. So I would look at Duggan going over. My my concern, though, is that, you know, there's just so much variance uh, with the sacks coming into play. Now, Brett, Leon asked us this question before he headed out for the day. So I'm curious your take on this. Who gets the statue built first, Kirby Smart or Stetson Bennett? Uh, wow. It's got to be uh, Stet, doesn't it? It has to be him. He never won the Heisman. I know, but Kirby, you know, Kirby will say, don't build me a statue. We're not done yet. Yeah, but, I mean, Kirby, if they win this game, they're like 29-1 and one the last two years. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with Kirby, he's going to be going for a while. So um, I don't think they're going to build him a statue while he's playing. Uh, I would say I would say Kirby because, I mean, you know, Stetson, two national titles. I think, you know, that would be warranted. But, you know, you have I don't know the statue situation at Georgia. They, they have statues for all the Heisman guys. So how are you going to put one that, for a guy that hasn't won a Heisman? So I'll go with Kirby. All right, so you tweeted something out a couple of days ago. We've been talking about this for months now. Um, it looks like uh, the Big 12 commissioner is beginning to start to uh, fall on the idea of Texas and Oklahoma leaving early. What, what's your gut on that? And, and, and could, I mean, he's talking about 2024. Is it possible it could even be, it could even be 2023? No, it's impossible for 2023. It, that couldn't happen. I mean, the – I mean, I guess it's not impossible, but it's not gonna. It can't happen that quickly. Uh, I mean, shit. Sorry. I mean, that's only. That's why I'm the lead act. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's only eight months away, so that would right. be impossible. Logistically, that's impossible. Logistically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think, Matt, though, that that 2024 will happen based on one thing, and that is money. And if all the stakeholders, Brett Yormark said said this here in LA yesterday. Um, if all the stakeholders can come to an agreement, which means ESPN, which means Fox, which means the Big 12, which means OU and Texas, 
and everybody is happy and content with whatever financial arrangements are made, and any of those parties don't feel like they're not getting what they're supposed to get, then it will happen. The challenge is, if not everybody gets what they think they're supposed to get, then then one of those five um, parties that I just listed could could stop this thing. The good news is they all want it to happen. Obviously, the SEC right. does too, but the SEC is kind of a bystander. They can't control what the Big 12 is going to do. Um, and financially, they're not. I don't see how they would they would get involved either. But certainly, Greg Sankey has said it a number of times. We're prepared to bring him in in 2025. But if they can come in in 2024, we would we would do that also. So I think it'll happen because enough people want it to happen. But like everything else in college football, it comes down to money. By the way, that little slip from Brett. I'm gonna tell you why that happened because <laughs> he and I have talked about this with like going back and forth with sources we trust and. For like the last 10, 12 months. So that's why. That, I, thought you were gonna say, right? I thought you were going to say years. <laughs> well, yeah, right, years. So, I mean, that's yeah. clearly we've been bouncing that thing back and forth. All right. Yeah. All right, Brett. Enjoy it tonight. Hopefully we will catch up soon. The Thank aftermath. you, opening act. We appreciate and, you. And by the way, here, here's a sample. Here you go, Brett. Here's a sample. Just, just what you're up against. Yeah, a little oh. of the anthem. Now you the got a little sample of the anthem? This is what you're up against right now. Did okay? you actually, did you watch the game, Brett? Yeah, did you see him did out Did you there? see it on Saturday? I didn't see it. All right, we're talking bro, about bro. Yeah. He's he he played the national anthem on the guitar, okay, with a it is, with an American flag on the guitar. He's ball in the front, party in the back. And we're talking about and a it was movie. beautiful. We're beautiful. Talking about a mullet loving Duval living dude, okay. So we've love got it, him next, it. Brett. This You're is what you open for. Thank you. Also, I'm just I'm just real quick. I'm just surprised you guys are all sober after the Jaguars making the playoffs. We got to rest up. We got another Saturday. Who said we are? Who said we are? We got another Saturday game. We're running it back, Brett. We expect you to be out there uh, Saturday, 8-15. College football is going to be over after tonight, right? Yeah. Come on, guys. Act like you've been there. (laughs) You haven't. There's the shot. We'll yeah. see you later. Thanks, Brett. The Action Network's Brett yeah. McMurphy. Thank you for joining us on the Fair and Fair phone line. The time has come, folks. One more break, and then we will hear from Paul Wayne himself. Paul! You hear those applause? That's what you heard Saturday night. The national anthem was played right here in the city of Jacksonville, and we have now brought to the show Paul of Duval. Now, yeah. another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line, brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. I hope it's okay with your permission, bro. I'm trademarking it and everything, but uh, I'm naming you instead of Paul Wayne. You're Paul Wayne, a.k.a. Paul of Duval. Welcome into Exo um, Primetime. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. And yeah, I'm absolutely good with it. As long as they're talking about me, keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard it and I agree with it. Uh, That's for sure. Now, listen, uh, we want to ask you a couple of things, you know, your band and what you do on the side and and, and even some charity work that you're doing. But how how uh, crazy has it been since you pulled the guitar out and, and played the anthem? It's really been a whirlwind. It it started the day before with the rehearsal and news for Jax and all of that stuff. And uh, I found out today that I'm in USA Today, Guitar World Magazine. Nice. All yeah, all kinds of stuff is going on. Uh, apparently, I've gone viral, which I don't know if you're supposed to get medicine for that or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah, it's just really been crazy. It's been great, man. I'm I'm enjoying every second of it. Paul, the most important question: Have they asked you back to perform the national anthem this Saturday yet? Not yet, but I have released it to the universe, and the universe has heard it. So we'll see what happens. Nice. Maybe you can come back and do America the Beautiful or something. Even even better. That'd be be great. You know, I've I've been thinking about this. As I was standing on the field for the few minutes before I started playing, and and I was looking around at, at the audience and just an incredible crowd, standing room only. I thought, you know, 47 years of learning how to play intricate things on a guitar all comes down to a minute and a half of playing one string at a time. How ironic is this? You know. Hey, how, how did it come about, Paul? Like, how, how did how did you get together with Jags, or how did they find you? How, how did it work? Um, my wife and I run a foundation called Guitars for Kids Rising Stars Program. Uh, basically, we take donated instruments, uh, have them refurbished by uh, Jay Murphy from Murphy's Custom Guitars in Keystone Heights. And uh, we find kids who want to play music, and we give them the best first guitar a kid can get. Nice. So uh, one of the kids that we, we gave a guitar to, um, turns out his dad worked security there at the stadium, and he was talking to his coworkers about it. I happened to be in the studio recording with Chris Kellum of Blister, another great band out of Jacksonville, and uh, got an email asking me to send a rendition. We recorded it, sent it right then, and before I got home, they invited me to come play. Yeah, It's just awesome. That's We're talking with Paul of Duval, Paul Wayne, the guy you heard uh, masterfully perform the national anthem uh, under the lights Saturday night. All right, so I, I – how Duval are you? Born and bred? Are you a football fan or you a Jaguar fan? I'm I'm a football fan. No, I'm not born and bred. I'm actually a Texas boy. I, okay. I come from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, been out in Florida about six years, I think. So you might be rooting um, for TCU tonight, then. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, TCU is an outstanding, outstanding facility. They they I've, I've worked there actually doing construction and working on air conditioners and stuff like that back in the day. It's it's just a it's home to me. So yeah, I'll pull for them. All right. So to the core, then, did you start growing your mullet when you got to Duval? Okay. How how okay. how long has that mullet been there? Okay. Here's uh, let me state for the record. It's not a mullet. It's a receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because now, now, did you give it? Did you did you give it the name the Skullet? Because that that also seems to be appropriate. Right. That's pretty good. I like that one, yeah. the Skullet. That's <laughs> yeah. cool. Um, I've even had people calling me the new Joe Dirt. How about that? <laughs> Love it. Well, Paul, I'll tell you this. I had a couple buddies that were in the Bud Light zone, and apparently they were. Uh, saying hi to you and your wife and your family on your way in. I know, like you said, you know, you're still relatively new to the area, but for a guy who's been strumming at the guitar for decades, what did it mean for you to step out onto the field, you know, a nationally televised game and perform on Saturday? It was actually just a, a dream come true. I mean, it's the kind of thing you dream about when you're in there trying to learn how to play a guitar. You, 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 you imagine a crowd screaming like that for you when you stop playing and that kind of thing. So it's just really a dream come true. Humbling. Very, very humbling, I'll tell you. All right. They give you, let's just say you're at a bar because you got to give your band and, and, and let people know how they can find you. But you're at a bar and they say, last song. Uh, and it's it's the one that you that you love playing. What, what is that song? Uh, my band and I uh, end every show with Freebird. Okay. That's there all I needed go. to know. There you That's go. That's all I needed to know. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. the last call that will go on for several minutes. That's 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 smart. Yeah. That's extremely that's, smart on your part. That's the way to do it. Now, and we always uh, throughout our shows, we always say, if you ever get in or on a vehicle and think for a half a second maybe you shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. it's okay to change your mind and come back in and ask for help. Yeah, so that's a, there's something else I would like to promote. Yeah. That is smart, Paul. Uh, always drink responsibly. And he said in or on. That means on a bike, too. So, right. so that's right. Be that's smart. Right. Uh, all right. Name of the band and uh, where they can find you. Okay. Uh, Duval County Line. If I could go ahead and give a shout out to my guys in the band. Yeah. I know they're listening right now. Jacob Smart, Travis Bryan, Mike Ham. Uh, What's up, dude? Listen to me. I'm on the radio. Um, <laughs> and, and now, uh, Duval County Line, the origin of the name. Is it Clay County, Nassau County, SJC? Uh, actually, a uh, founding member of the band. There's, there's been a lot of work to build this band over the years. And a founding member of the band, my brother, Mr. David Chucky Smart, the three-fingered phenom. Uh, I'm sorry, David Chucky Pratt. I've got Jacob on my mind. All right. Uh, um he he is just an awesome person. He came up with the name. Um, we were actually uh, headed to our first show, and uh, we we passed the county line sign. And he said, "Well, that's it. That's got to be it." Yeah. So it, it, it makes all the sense in the world to me. It really yeah. does. All right. Uh, where are you going to be playing? Oh, I have a steady gig every Tuesday at a place called Idle a While out in Crescent City. Mm-hmm. Beautiful venue on St. John's River. Oh yeah. Uh, I have a steady gig every Thursday at the Howling Wolf in Putnam Hall. Both of those are open mics. I host full band open mics. People can come play my custom guitars, come jam and have fun with us. Nice. Um, and we're all just all over. Also, we're going to be on uh, River City Live. Yeah, River City Live this Friday as a band playing some original music that I wrote. Well, I love it. Now, listen, we're going to keep this uh relationship open because we have a big hair heavy metal friday so someday we're going to get you to come in here and just uh, pull the guitar out and, and and play play one or two for us right on no problem i'd love to man all right paul awesome. you the man paul of duval thank you, guys. Thank you man. Thanks, paul. thank you paul that is just awesome and i love the the nonprofit component of it yeah. too and that's how this relationship with the jaguars came to be yeah. like for, for those of you on the text line that are you know saying that that national anthem wasn't your mo how can you listen to this man and what he's brought to the world of music yeah. and the nice. world of Jacksonville in just six years' time and say you didn't appreciate that? We appreciate you, Paul. We're going to get him back on soon. Yeah, nice, uh, awesome interview. What a humble, nice guy. Says yeah, one. perfect. Uh, yeah, another perfect. one says, I, I flipping love this guy. Uh, and that's a bucket from PVV. And then uh, I did. he did get the Putnam County shout-out, so JP loving that as well. And so Putnam Hall, yeah, that's right. That's He's one of yours. It's XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL rolling with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Lauren Brooks joins us now. The Francis Show getting ready to roll uh, as the party continues here in Duval. Uh, From Paul of Duval uh, to Lauren Brooks, and uh, I'll just get you to repeat what you just said to us as far as, (laughs) you know, I mean, because, you know, what is said in this room has to go out on the air sometimes. That's right. I am a very superstitious person. I have worn this dress, which is leopard print, every Monday since Jaguar the Jaguars print. started. Leopard print is what I call it. But yeah, yeah. you could say Jaguar yeah. print. Uh, I've worn it every Monday since the Jaguars started winning. So it is getting worn every Monday that we keep winning. And then and JJ no, I have not washed it. And I was going to say, I can tell. 
Oh. So you haven't watched <laughs> I'm it? Kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. I was going to ask. I was going to ask. You know, same same thing. Like the the dude on the text line that said he hasn't washed his socks. You know, that, yeah, that's, that's the, a little different. That I could tell. Uh, that it would be a little different. Yeah, no. And I put perfume on. Don't you uh, worry. But yeah, uh, I have I have a lot of superstitions, and so we are going to keep them going because obviously, yeah. Why why uh, mess it up if it's not broken, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Why fix it if it ain't broke? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the Jaguars pep rally on Friday at Strings was sensational. Mia got to got mm. to be there and see. The turnout was incredible. And I kept thinking Saturday night through the first half and, and some of the third quarter, oh, these poor fans that just, I mean, had the best time. They were so supportive. They are going to be so disappointed if they have to leave this stadium without yeah. a victory. And so shout out to to Strings again and, and Big Chief Tire. And oh my gosh, it was so much yeah. fun. Our good friend Tom Champion engineered and he handed out t-shirts and it was a madhouse. Yeah. It was great. And well, the... There are plans in the works mm-hmm. for another. There may be more pep rally. Yeah, there may on be more. Friday, so but keep it keep it locked on 1010XL social channels for more. Nobody on should that. work uh, on Fridays during football season playoffs, especially. Well, it just it just reminds you of how good the feeling is to to be in this position yes. because we can go back in time and think of send off parties when this team was leaving the stadium and getting on the bus to go get on a plane to mm-hmm, go you mm-hmm. know play a big ball game and there hasn't been enough of those and then as soon as you all started from strings Friday. The crowd was erupting at at two fifty nine. Oh, you know, absolutely! Before three o'clock. Going. And, yeah, and, I think there might have been between three and four hundred people there. Yeah, yeah at and, one point. And then go to the slab and go to all the other places where it was just electric. It, it really it was. And it, it's so much fun. Brad and I were biking through the beaches yesterday, and we always wear Jag stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it, that's our team. We both born and raised here. To see the amount of people though now with Jag flags out and the amount of apparel that people like we have never seen it the way that it is even in 2017 it wasn't like this so it's it's really exciting yeah all right you guys will keep it going that's right we'll we'll keep the party going and it's a victory monday as it rolls on all right love it love it love it all right franchi show coming up uh frank franchi lauren hayes gibby they will all have it for you and and we'll uh you know we'll be back manana to keep the party going as well but yeah stay tuned because there'll be details of all sorts of things uh that are going to be out there uh they need um uh, you know, really the, the feeling that they got this week to continue. And hopefully it will uh, in the way that most of you have already dreamed of. You can go to our 1010XL social channels. You can list, listen back, look back, and watch all the interviews from the locker room and keep that party going. We are out. Modelo, the official beer of the college football playoff. I've got Georgia winning this puppy. Uh, we don't have any upsets other than Leon's, correct? No. Well, no. apparently I can't pull my pick back. JJ no. said once it's in, it's in. So. Oh, you, yeah. There's no question about that. I mean, you're. That's you're how gambling works, bro. But you did take points, correct? So <laughs> I did take points, and I'm still not feeling good. About yeah. It. <laughs> so at least you got a shot. At least you got a shot with those points. Uh, so we'll see. True. I just hope I am treated uh, to a good game Amen. tonight. Yeah. yeah. Sixty minutes of ball. All right. We are out. Joe C. Mob. Me. O'Brien. Matty Hayes. Big Sars and JJ.